When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same-day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have, what um, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Dis- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have you, you no no what were you doing were you listening to another hunting podcast again i swear i give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline that is the first bullet underneath your job description pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline Are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 100 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on my porch, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? Oh, one zero zero. That feels weird, doesn't it? Nope, feels amazing. <laughs> no, it does. It feels so good. Tingles in my nutsack. Ooh, it's like a light. I'm not bolt. the only one. I know. I know. There's some, there's some clowns <laughs> around this table right now. Oh man, I we got to agree. We got a good group of guys right now. We got a full house. We do. We do. <laughs> It's us and uh, and my dog. Yeah, we got three aces and two kings here. <laughs> oh boy, well the three aces are on the table. They are the There's, two kings. What did we come up with? What's sitting on the table right now? Four hundred and three inches, roughly. Holy smokes! On three bucks. On three bucks. Yeah, and if yours was here, what would it be? Oh jeez, um, five hundred and thirty inches. <clears throat> Unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah. Well. Dude, this episode we've been teasing forever. We have a giveaway going on. Yep. What are the details? Well, that's um, going to be in the intro of this, right? So let's get it going. We are giving away a whole bunch of great stuff, we but are. let's start with the rules first. Let's start with the rules. Okay. okay. It's going to be on Facebook and Instagram. Correct. Okay. We're going to go tag three buddies in the post. Yes. And We're- share to your story. Yes. Leave a comment. On the post, this can be for Facebook or Instagram, leave a comment tagging three friends. Just hit the at button, type their name in, you know how to do it. And then you have to share the post publicly to your story or share it on Facebook, just normal share. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's nice that's and it. simple, guys. And in, in the prizes, we're going to start with the first one. Ooh. Because when I was bringing my deer to the taxidermist, my buddy Jens Jorgensen, Actually, way before that, he decided after listening to one of our episodes, 
he contacted me and said, hey, you guys need any more giveaways for your 100th episode? Of course we do. And I said, yeah, what did you have in mind? He's like, well, I'll donate a free shoulder mount. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. <laughs> that is by far the highest valued gift of any giveaway we're ever going to do. Absolutely. So. Yeah, we're going to give away a free shoulder mount. That is gift number one. From Visions of Nature Taxidermy. Yeah. Yeah. Check him out. Give him a follow. The dude is diehard on this podcast. He's always watching, liking, or listening. And he's just a great dude. Absolute great dude. The second giveaway that we're doing, we're doing the hard scrabble top and bottom from Scree Gear. Yeah, man. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. I have them. You have them. They're unbelievably comfortable yeah. and and just durable and you guys have heard our interest a thousand times <laughs> we talk about it all the time you know athletic fit stretchy material doesn't hold you down lifetime warranty yeah it's amazing stuff vip sizing all hey, that fun stuff shush over there first light <laughs> get boys. out of here first light <laughs> <laughs> They're giggling like school girls i know, That's pretty I know. Typical. they love it you guys holding hands too that's cute yeah. <laughs> third your third gift third gift we're going to give away some broadheads. Yep, veteran innovate product. Giving some away some combat vets. Combat veterans. You guys can choose what you want. 100 grain, 125. Yeah, I don't know. Dinosaur if, killer, 175. Yeah, I don't know if we'll offer the 175s, but maybe. Maybe. But I'm sure there's going to be a few packs to give away there. There be as well. Yeah. And then the fourth giveaway is going to be like a more of a merch giveaway. We have a hat from Out on a Limb Manufacturing, a nice leather patch hat. We're going to have some of our gear to throw in there. We have some stickers, some PA bow hunting stickers. Uh, we're going to give whole package together whole package. As, as one gift. And then we have two muddy trail cameras. We have two tra- muddy trail cameras, and we have a outdoor edge bag, and possibly possibly some Onyx. A premium membership of Onyx? Maybe. Mm. We'll see. We're working on that one still. That part we'll get back to you on, but, I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven gifts. So yeah. there's going to be seven winners? There's going to be, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Potentially. Uh, approximately. Yeah, <laughs> we like might that. pick some up along the way too. We'll see what's going on here. Yeah, we did a nice set as well. Yep. Yeah, so we got that covered as well. And all you got to do is tap some of your screen a few times, and and you're entered to win. And you're entered to win. We're gonna run that for a little bit. You can better your odds though. You can join our brand new Patreon. Jump on there. There are different tiers, and when you enter, that you will get additional entries into our giveaways. We're gonna do quarterly giveaways as well on the Patreon. But this is just a, a way that we can generate some revenue to upgrade our equipment and do some more things on the podcast side to bring more content to you guys. So we finally decided after three years that it was probably a good idea to actually bring something back into this. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a pet project originally. Now it's <laughs> yes, absolutely. coming along a little bit. So we appreciate the support. We do have two brand new Patreon members. We do. We do. Let's give them a little shout out, man. We have Justin Rigg. And we have Adam Rahar. Adam Rahar. PA Bow Hunting Boys. PA Bow Hunting Boys. I know. Number one fans. I love those guys. You guys are lacking. Yeah, you guys are slacking all three. Just a little bit. (laughs) We kid. We kid. We kid because we care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's it for the giveaway. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on social media. We're going to have the live post that's on Instagram, and I'm sure we'll have quite a few other posts about it. So Huge thank you to all of our partners that uh, put in something in this giveaway to give back, to really show the support of this podcast, and we can't thank them enough. Absolutely. All right. So that is it. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. So I want to do like a little bit of a roundtable right now, just kind of a little intro. 
just because we have some freaking stud killers here. And you guys have heard all of these guys on the podcast. They're all returning guests. And every one of them previously has told some intense stories. So, guys, we promised you an epic episode. This is epic episode. Let's start it off. All right. First one here, Joe Hedlund. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing. You so, were just on the last episode. What are you doing here? I know. Again? I didn't think I'd be back so well, soon. Well, he's honorary. Yeah, like ca- He's like Cass now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you knighted yeah. me on the last episode. So with, I... with the spike, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the spike knight. So what are you doing here, man? Ah, uh, slayed a monster, man. Mm. Another, another good year. Good, good. Go figure out. Is anyone out there surprised? <laughs> Show of hands if you're surprised. <laughs> crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Insert crickets here. Yeah, man. Uh, you killed our number one. You killed the buck of the season for us, anyhow. Yeah, we were pretty pumped up that we killed one of our, well, you killed one of our target bucks and then turn around like what, within a week. Mm-hmm. We killed the next target buck. It's it's wild that that actually happened. That's pretty wild. But I think throughout the years we've been finding target bucks and killing them and it's... It's starting to become a thing, and I love it. Yeah, you know, yeah. starting to work as a team a little better. Uh, I have cameras out. You have cameras out. We've been working together, and just like the buck you killed, we both had pictures of them. Worked out a strategy. You got it done. Same thing with this buck. You had pictures of them. I never end up getting a camera on that property, and then you dug deeper and deeper and found the honey hole. You already had. Target buck number one, dead, and you unleashed me on this one, and <laughs> shit got real. <laughs> All right, let's, let's save the story. Well, yeah, let's let's save the story, but yeah. I'm not jumping. I like it. I like it. All right, let's 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 move on around this crazy table here. We got another, like, we got a team going on over here. Oh, a little team. A little, little team. Little team. Who, who we got sure. sitting over there? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We got our What's buddy up? Ryan Tanner. What's up? Oh, the tanned man. What's going on? I, I think your nickname on this podcast is Ryan Tanner, the Bush Light Slammer. Mm. You remember that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That was the one with Danielle? I got regular Bush I, Maybe. I don't know. I believe oh. it was. We'll just go Bush Slammer. That's fine. Yeah. We'll yeah. just keep it there. Everybody's yeah. got a nickname on here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to we'll, we'll get, get the to next the next one. Next. <laughs> so, Tan Man, what are you doing back here, buddy? Not well, only do we just love you. Well, I know you like me a lot and stuff, but yeah, we uh we put an arrow in one this year, and oh, it's my biggest to date. So, hell yeah, pretty good one, dude. Yeah, I'm happy. You I should know, be. I know that one on the Very table right there year, so. means a lot to you. Yeah, for yep. a lot of different reasons. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome year though. Hell Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Next. Who, who's that? Last but not least. Laner. Yo. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy. Lane Baker, the turkey undertaker. That a boy. <laughs> That's what they say. I ain't got that cool nickname. <laughs> no, Come back to me when you're done. Yeah. Circle, circle back around. <laughs> no Scott Ellis, but. Uh, <laughs> Pretty right? close. Pretty close. So what's up, man? Not much. I mean, I know you're just Ryan's friend, but I mean, why else are you? <laughs> well, I may have laid one down as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. Which side did you shoot him on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for later. Okay, I like it. I like it. Lane's also has a huge emotional backstory. I mean, really, 
these deer here all have some emotion, some backstory, um, you know, some some deep history on a couple of these bucks. Some actually, I think Tanner, you had yours on camera a couple years, didn't you? Or you? No. You? I thought you might have thought. No, no, no. That was a complete just stranger showed up out of the blue. That's right. Yeah. But these other two deer, I mean, two to three years of history on on the one that Joe shot, and then Lane. I mean, shit, man. Yeah. Who knows how long you've, <laughs> this thing's been alive for twenty years? So yeah, you know you've been hunting him half his life, just yeah. about. Yeah, right. probably more than half his life. So pretty impressive. Pretty special. Pretty, yep. Yeah, pretty yep. impressive. Pretty yeah, impressive. We have a lot of inches on this table right now. I'm I'm impressed with the table, honestly, man. Like yeah, it's holding up pretty well. <laughs> it's, it's doing pretty good. I mean, the, the welds are holding. So yeah. yeah. What is this made Steel? out of? <laughs> Shallow hell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is oh, good. Oh, man. That is uh, good. But, dude, what a year, boys. What a year. What a year. It's not over yet. It ain't over yet. Oh, Stino's going to oh, get You it guys done. got some no tags left, I think, but that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot. Well, you guys got Ohio tags, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, yep. all four of you guys have Ohio tags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I bought, like, seven doe tags in PA this year. It's crazy. Like, I'm sick of butchering deer. I think I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. I want to bring out the recurve. But there you go. Jeez. I don't know, man. I, I've been not even interested in shooting deer, you know. I still have such an urge just to even get out. It's yeah. like, it, yeah. it's, it's it's horrible. Oh, it's feel, absolutely horrible. I feel for you. Yeah. Next year, it's going to be so much easier. Oh, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll be there in a couple months. Oh, yeah. You'll I'll be, be there. there in a couple months. <laughs> yes, you will. Oh, hopefully not turkey season. No. Okay. Not turkey you'll season. probably be out of that little zone there. For, yeah. Yeah, you'll be yep. good. Whew. Okay. You're you're gonna be out of steelhead season. I actually just uh ordered a lot of the stuff Dana and I are going, I think, next week. Oh man. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. good. She's I all like it. that's her favorite thing to do is fish. with the flies, oh, yeah. right? Fly rods and we're new and we're gonna take our noodle rods, yep. Yeah. Nice. nice. So. You ever like dabble with a center pin? No. No, okay. I haven't. Just no. curious. Curious yep. question. I don't really have any. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of guys that, that do it. They're they're into it. They tear I mean, they, up. They're, yeah, they're yeah. serious about it. But yeah, I never really had an interest to take her in with a center okay. pin. But what's a yeah. center pin? Fill me in. So it's like a how do I want really to it, it? similar to a fly rod? I would say. Okay, so hybrid. when I hear it, I Correct. think of fly rod. Very long pole, big big giant reel, right yeah. in the right in the smack dab center of the rod. And, yeah. Well, not in the center, but center of the handle. Right. And a uh, lot of lot of line. What you, there's guys that let that line out. Uh, okay, so that's several you several got... yards. Yes, they just yeah. strip, 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 yeah. letting out tons of line. But it can sense. be tough in the tributaries up up uh, Erie, just with a lot of guys. I mean, yeah. it can make Get some messy. guys angry. Yeah, you yeah. Of, you know, you're fishing shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's but... something that's meant for like Montana all by yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, totally different. Yeah, 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 totally different. Yep. That was an intro. That was a really weird rabbit hole. Let's get on back on deer. Yeah, we got four <laughs> inches of antler on the table. We're yeah, talking we're talking fish. about steelhead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> guys. Let the record show. I didn't start that. Totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> For once, I'm an innocent man. Hook line and sinker. Let's get yeah, let's get back onto it. So there has been like an epic season, like sitting at this table. Mm-hmm. You guys have been like getting it done. Throughout pretty much the whole season, I mean, pretty much from the start, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, laying down some does and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been some some venison being made yeah, around okay. this table for sure. But you know, I think I think all of us, you know, had 
every year we we have in mind you know in orchard season we're after those big boys you know we do our homework we do a lot of work putting into it finding these deer hunting these deer and it, it gets kind of frustrating when you're having a season where you don't have something like that either on camera or you're just not finding them yeah and, and you kind of got to hope and wait and sit back and think oh the rut's coming the rut's coming but you know these guys do the quest hunt co tournament yep this is their third year in it um you know, currently they're sitting in fourth Second place. Second year placing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so far, you guys so are placing far. pretty good. Well, yeah. You got some on. tags left that you can. You guys can swap we'll out, right? Wood. You got shot like a bigger deer in Ohio. You could swap that out, can't no, you? No, no, no. It's, state just, it's locked in. Yeah, okay. you you apply for. <clears throat> you can apply for multiple states, but yeah, okay. we only did PA. So. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. state specific. Now, does Quest Hunt Co. Are they still doing it where it's PA? Wait, I'm thinking of this wrong. Where they all get together yeah. during the Yeah, the they're banquet. doing like well, are they I'm gonna not do a sure with uh COVID. Yeah. Um last year was kinda kinda weird. Thankfully they made it work for the guys uh, you know, who were involved. They they were able to make it work. Right. Um with the pandemic and everything going on. Uh, but I'm not sure how they do that anymore. I'm not sure if it's a single state. Now this thing's getting big. I mean it's yeah. it's huge now. So uh, there's a lot of guys involved. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like maybe PA and Ohio together, or just or even one sure state at its is. at its time. You know, just one state at a time. Right. right. It's just getting big. It's it's yeah. huge. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. I think last year because of COVID, mm-hmm. I think they took Kentucky out of the PA Ohio Kentucky yeah, banquet just did because PA it was the year that the year that we placed was the first year for PA, and it was PA Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah. But I think they took Kentucky out of it last year. Okay. And it was just PA and Ohio. I, I think just thinking maybe the reason that the scores were so high last year maybe is because COVID. People Honestly. had more time oh, to yeah. hunt. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Because that's one thing that, like I was telling you earlier, we didn't even get in it. Me and Charles, and last year we did, and we <clears throat> we had a chance to place. But we're not going to get into that. Wow, that, that was not a, that was not. <laughs> I know. An it started swinging down that way. <laughs> I didn't. That was kind of savage. I'm not going to lie. Missed but, one shot. And here yeah, and then this year the, the scores are way lower than last year. So maybe this is just how it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Or maybe last year's high scores kind of deterred some other people yeah. from joining again this year. But, yeah, that's I guess good, we got to get in a, from now on. That's I don't a know. good point, though. Uh, the COVID I thing? See, yeah. I, you, I see more hunters – a field last year than i have any other time and, yeah. and that covid you know people were out you know unemployed and a lot of hunters so yeah that, that's a really good point yep. rifles it seemed like because last year it was pretty reasonable until rifle season hit and holy shit some giants dropped that opening day rifle last yeah. year for for hunt quest yeah there had to have been maybe some type of record for just like playing out booners yeah. Hitting the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean it was at 200, 200 inch inches. Trigger. Correct. I mean, you have, if you're off for COVID, you have more time to scout. You have more time to do everything, even yeah. preseason, to, to get yourself where you want to be and find those bucks. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I guess we got to join from now on, Charles, because. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> listen, I tell you guys every year, listen, it's 75 bucks yep. early time. And listen, you guys are. A really successful you guys put in the time the work and you never know what's going to come out in front yeah. of you and you guys are going to put on the ground you know 75 dollars you could be going home with two 
four by fours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we should be talking wild. the listeners out of this. You know, we're talking into <laughs> yeah. it right now. Uh, yeah. I was trying to go that one one way. <laughs> now you're bringing them back into it. <laughs> Guys, don't join it. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really not worth it. Please your time. don't join. And, and let me tell you why. <laughs> Charles and I will, but you shouldn't. <laughs> the, the thing with me this year was. Man, I did not like the pressure and the way it made me feel last year after the season not getting it done. Like, it was an extra disappointment. Same here. Yeah. You know, and it was like, <laughs> just sign up for it. Forget Dagger. about it. Sign no, up for I'm it. I'm saying, forget like, about same it. here. Like, no, it was. It was I, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know I, I mean? 100%. And there is a little bit of weight on your shoulders. And in, in the back of your mind, you think of that. When, I don't when, know how when to he, really word it. But. When he kills 163 on the <laughs> third day of the season, okay, and I'm exaggerating a little bit. It was literally the first week. Yeah. And I got the whole season to just kill a deer. That's all I had to do was kill a buck. Right. Well, last year was so and crazy that you had to kill like a 130 or something like I that. Basically, for us to score two place, I would have had to have killed a Pope and Young buck or better last yeah. year. Which is still it's not doable. easy to do, but it's it is doable. doable. Yeah. I did it this year. Right. But... And I missed one that would have been pretty, pretty much there. But it was just like, and it wasn't pressure. Like I didn't feel it that way. It was the disappointment after missing that deer. And then because I worked my ass off, because I didn't have any time off for COVID, as none of us here did. You know, essential workers. Yeah. Essential. <laughs> I'm essential. <laughs> we're very essential. So we're still working our asses off and trying to get it done still on a normal schedule. But it was just tough. But yeah, that's why I didn't do it this year. Now, now those uh, the guys that did, you know, were off for COVID. Now they know how we feel. I mean, we put in the time regardless of <laughs> pandemics, mm-hmm. regardless of work schedules. Re- you know, <clears throat> so now they get a little taste of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, Charles and I are weekend warriors, you know, at least I am. So mm-hmm. it's not always a given, but. But, dude, you're still getting it done. Seven, yeah. seven, 75 bucks, I guess. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's not For horrible. what you can take home, it's yeah. well worth it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's a tank of gas. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, yeah, the pressure was a thing. I mean, that first buck came in before the one I killed, and I was just like, ah. I was thinking about it. You know, I was thinking about Quest, but. The one thing that it did do, I feel, it it gave you that extra drive, you know? Like, we all have that drive inside us, but I felt like it gave that little bit extra, you know? Like, like you guys do that uh, fishing tournament, you know? Like, you, you get that drive, like, to fish. Mm-hmm. You usually fish that hard. You know, you're doing a tournament. You're out there constantly, you know? I have so, so much fun doing that. Yeah. Oh, this year? Dude, oh, I'm yeah. back on fish. You're going to be excited about this <laughs> year. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> the boat. Yeah. You're loud. You're going to be loud. Um, it's going to be There's another gonna be division. Two divisions, <laughs> yeah. so. Okay. You're, yeah. I'm so sorry, you're, guys. You're in trouble, Walter. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that, Walter? <laughs> I hope you heard that. Well, it's not a bad thing. Put that little fire under your ass, yeah. you know, to get out there and, and do that extra bit. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was just different. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It was just different. I don't like, like betting or gambling on hunting. Right. And That's, I almost feel like it's like that, but and it's just weird to me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, you asked me to get in that free one or whatever yeah. this year, and I was just like, nah. What was that one called? I, I looked at it, and I never... You're going to put me on the spot, It doesn't spot, matter. It huh? doesn't matter. Um, well, I'll, I'll come back to it. Uh, think of it. I know. Yeah, you know, I, yeah I, I, I just... I didn't think about I it. I placed... I'm in, like, yeah. um, 400th and some place. No, I can't remember what I'm... It's... <laughs> I'm you got a number last, by your name. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not last. Uh, I'd have to figure out what place I'm in. And Listen, I'll look, I'll if you ain't first, that. you're last. 
Uh, totally <laughs> drew a blank there. All right. I kind of want to like sway in a little bit of a different direction here. We didn't really have you guys on after your elk hunt. Well, you guys haven't mm-hmm. been around. I just kind of want to touch on it, and then I want to kind of get into like all this bone on the we table. Can but we can do it fast. Yeah, yeah because yeah. we had you guys on for your last elk hunt and stuff like that. You know what I mean? We yeah, we talked for days. But... We were we were planning there how many times? I mean, I know we all have stuff going on and families and you know kids now. And uh, yeah, we planned so many times about getting together with the elk. You know, a whole separate elk podcast. It just never worked out. It never worked out. <laughs> I know it was a good a good hunt this year. It was a little bit different than the last one, but, you know, mm. let's, let's just touch on it. Mm-hmm. So good. that was, uh, what, 2019, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so something something we planned on, on doing for a long time. I mean, it was in the works, uh, Ryan and I, um, and we finally just pulled the trigger. You know, you got to just jump with all everything in it and went out and were successful. I yeah. mean, went, decided to go to Colorado after uh, not making the, the – the tag for Idaho because yeah. our initial uh, plan was Idaho. I'll oh kill gosh, you. we got attack dogs coming. I hate that dog. Oh, he's chasing thing. something. Go get him. No, he's barking at us, standing right Stop there barking. Dog. Such a dick. <laughs> that dog's a dick. <laughs> and by the way, it's don't called worry. A, we'll wait for you. It's called the bow hunting league. <laughs> bow hunting league. That's so hard it. to remember. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. My teammate just shot his PA buck with a gun, so it doesn't count. Whatever. So Whatever. it's only bow. It's only bow. Uh, but it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a free tournament. It's actually, and like you that. win yeah. all kinds of prizes. Yeah. And you can literally kill as many deer as you want to upgrade. Did we talk then, about yeah. that before? That one? Mm-hmm. Should do it. Yeah, yeah, we you should. You know what I mean? sign up for both of them. Yeah. Can we still do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to <laughs> him, but I, I, yeah. I don't think so. All right. So, so where anyhow, anyhow, back to the uh, back to the old elk. The yeah. screaming, bugling beasts. Yeah, so, I mean, something, just a long time coming. I mean, we were going to go the year before and just didn't work out and everything aligned for 2019 and we pulled the trigger on Colorado. Like I said, after Idaho didn't pan out for us for the tags and Colorado's uh, thankfully still an OTC and we went out there, picked us after a ton of time e-scouting on the computer. I mean, countless hours. I, if I add it up, it's just <laughs> insane. <Hundreds>. Um, <laughs> and we picked some, just a different place that caught our interest and went out and literally hoofed it uh, just had her feet we drove my suv out and uh what close to 78 miles on foot in six days and we finally uh we had a i shot a six by seven yeah and man i'll tell you what insane if <laughs> if anyone listen to this or anyone around the world is even thinking about doing some type of backcountry hunt elk caribou moose any type of big game and you can do it do it you don't get any younger yeah and it is you'll never ever ever forget it i can promise you mm-hmm. that yeah totally worth it yeah i mean i know this is going to be a long one already but we'll just we'll we'll try to get in through this elk real quick but yeah i mean the e-scouting all the stuff you know we we accumulated over the last few years planning for it and prepping get out there not really knowing anything you know no scouting no nothing going in blind and i think on our fourth day we found elk had a couple different chances at, at a couple different uh, bulls, and finally, finally found the herds that we we were after. And this one base, and really, really far, we found a way to get into it all public, and and got up in there, and it was mayhem. Yeah. I mean, absolutely mayhem. Surrounded in elk, I ended up, like I said, got a really nice bull, and 
If I was a guide, I, I would say we would have uh, made a lot of money on that mountain that year. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. they, you couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You yeah. could go up in there with a bow and, and a call, a, a cow call. You didn't even need a bugle. I mean, our bugle tube worked the best, but yeah. you go up in there and, and, and not even take any calls and just sit there and a bull was going to go by. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. And we actually, uh, we actually just went, we went to Colorado this year as well. Yeah. And it was like night and day difference. <laughs> totally night and day. So just goes to show that. You know, it's not the same every year. It's not right. like where, you know, you have a good whitetail woods here at home and you can go in and hunt hunt that, you know, that whole season and it, where you usually kill a buck and, and you're going to be pretty successful, you know, probably get a buck. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, it's right. it's totally different. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there was elk there and, and we had our chances, but Quiet. just, yeah, night and Quiet. day difference. Yeah. Weather was different. It was just, it was from the from the year prior, it was just, yeah, like he said, night and day. Night and day. Yeah. You know, we we went from... We went from screaming bulls <laughs> from the morning to evening to yeah. maybe an hour before dark, one or two bugles. Yeah. And then you have to try and run up to them, which they're <laughs> good luck. Yeah, yeah right, know? right. But, yeah, we, on 2019, I think we had 14 days to hunt. And it just, uh, we learned a lot. I mean, it was it was really cool experience all in all. I mean, we went into it just for, you know, the hunt, the experience. We if we didn't get anything, it was okay. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. Fortunate enough, we did get one down. And, and honestly, we could have went back in there. We we were going to go back in and, and try to fill Ryan's tag. And we had a hard time getting out with my SUV where we were. I don't think that could have held another pound no. of weight. I mean, we, <laughs> a couple of points, Ryan had to get out just to make it up a couple of hills to get, to get out. We were yeah. about 10 miles probably off a of hard road. Yeah. And it was just a. It took four or five hours just to get the SUV back to where we were. It was miserable. Unreal. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. And, and if we probably got another bull, I mean, it, we'd be there four or five days just trying to get it out to yeah. the hard road. Yeah. So we we just we decided to come home early and. Nothing wrong with that, man. You guys were beat very, up very and successful. yeah yeah yeah. You guys have plans to go again this year. So we actually uh, are probably gonna sit out this year. Unfortunately, I mean, even though that we, I mean, we made it a thing like going out every year. So kind of funny story out there in Colorado this year, we met a, some great people, actually some people that were there during our 2019 <laughs> trip that we didn't even know. We seen them, but we never got a chance to shake hands with them. Yeah. And they had like a group of four or five guys that all filled their tags, Unreal. big bulls, Shit. that same. We figured out this year, we talked to him, which. Thank goodness. It's like a godsend because these guys were just down to earth, wonderful dudes. And the one, uh, Nate, if you're listening, man, thank you so much. And I look forward to coming out. But uh, he invited us out to his farm in Wisconsin this year. Very cool. Uh, yeah, very cool. At nothing. We don't awesome have to pay for guys. nothing. I mean, they're they're in the heart of <laughs> big bucks. Like, don't get me wrong. These are wonderful deer on the table. But looking at these, he said, yeah. you know, come down during October, November. You don't even... You'll see these every day. Yeah, these are like running times. around just like doe. You know, it's, <laughs> he said, you, you wait for the 180s, 190s, 200s where he lives. Yeah. And uh, to, you know, be invited down there and stay in one of his uh, guest house. And yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. So I think we're going to pull the trigger on that this year. Awesome, dude. So, awesome. That's what I like to hear. Going on another hunt, it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. Let's break into these. Ooh. Who killed first? I'm just curious. That was epic. I love that. Me. That was me. Man, man. Me. Okay. By okay. a day, you said? Yeah. Mine was the 12th. Man. I want you to break this down, buddy. I want to I want to <laughs> I want to hear the whole nitty-gritty of this story. I want you to get into every part of it, man. Okay. We got time. 
So, I guess, coming back from how we were talking about elk, our trip this year, kind of, we came back, and that's when we initially started getting into, you know, whitetail mode, right? Yeah. And compared to last year, I feel like the early season of our archery this year was a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, Camera-wise, we weren't getting the big mature deer like we were last year early. I didn't either, yeah. So it was kind of discouraging, but, you know, obviously you just keep grinding, but... The beginning of my season was mostly taking my stepson out. I took him out behind the house a handful of times or whatever right. just to try to get him something. Didn't end up getting anything with him. We saw a few, but nothing, nothing close. No, no bucks, no spikes, no nothing. But You got married I in get, archery season. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I got a bone. Yeah. Who, what <laughs> who does that? I did. What I did. an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, right. Every you're year. Right. I feel like I've been married for a, so long. Give up one day. <laughs> you better hope that day falls on a Sunday for the rest of your life, you bastard. That's okay. It's early. I'm kidding. He's, he's heard yeah. enough out. He's heard enough out of me about every day at work. <laughs> I mean, like three or four bucks dropped that night, but no big deal. We uh, weren't in the woods. Whatever. We were having a blast. Hey, we had fun, didn't we? <laughs> oh my god, I had a great time. Would miss it. <laughs> What'd you do that night? Shot two coyotes that night <laughs> within Ooh. an hour. You should have came bloody. Yeah. That'd have been fun. That would have been awesome. So, after taking out him out a few times, I took Danielle out. I think just once. And I think me and Lane went out a couple times. Didn't really see anything, you know, spectacular. More like scouting missions, some of our, the one trip we took. But then after that, I, uh, let's see, I sat behind my house uh, two or three times, just more or less trying to see what was back there for Chase or Danielle. Yeah. And um, the one day I went back there, didn't see nothing, couple doe, but I knew, I knew there was potential. Just there's, there's a nice thicket that I know deer go into and whatnot so i kind of just waited you know just kind of wait and didn't i only had two cameras back there but didn't really get anything i got one pretty cool buck he had a horn coming out of his forehead so we named him the unicorn the unicorn he's uh he's pretty neat he's not anything too big but just unique so that was going to be if danielle saw him that would be the one to go for but so there was i want to say it would have been what day was the 11th on was that a monday i can't remember i don't know but either way, when we go look that up, I want to back you up for a second okay. too, because you didn't tell your full backstory to like the Monday. bow, yeah, Monday. the bow you brought with you on the oh, trip and everything. You I think know. he was. Well, I, I think did, he was I, coming up to that. Were you? I didn't actually. I didn't bring it to Colorado. Oh, you me. did. Yeah, because okay. I was scared because I didn't set it up for me yet. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, since we're on topic, so earlier this year, my uncle passed away, and. What he, was that? Sis, yeah, Hold, on. Hold on a, a sec. Is that a spaceship? <laughs> Dude, I fucking weirdest was, things happen. It was a truck with like <laughs> big tires, big tires. Big little <laughs> wieners. <laughs> <laughs> take it back for a second. <laughs> okay, now and, and take it wherever you don't. You don't have to get any detail or anything like that. Whatever you want to say, you know. But oh, I yeah, just want I'm, you to kind of yeah, cover I'm, the backstory right, right. of I like, this season. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, like I was saying earlier in the year, my uncle passed away. He was like a second dad to me growing up, and he was essentially the one that got me started outdoors-wise, younger, going up to camp and stuff like that. I I didn't hunt until I was 18, but he kind of got me out there, you know, getting me started. So a couple years ago, I think I started archery hunting four or five years ago. I think it was five years ago. And uh, he had a, a compound bow, and I went over to his house, and I shot 
a compound bow for the first time, and I was like, oh, I, I got to do this. This is just like yeah, a whole different that's realm. That's primal right there. And, uh, so from, from that point on, you know, he's, he showed me, you know, into that realm, you know what I mean? So that year I ended up getting a bow and going and, and whatnot. But this year my cousin wanted me to have his bow. And that same bow from years ago when I first shot, is it's the same bow. Oh, okay. So cool connection. That in itself, you know, it's pretty, pretty tight to me, and mm-hmm. hold it, hold it dear to my heart. And uh, my goal was to take it to Colorado, get it set up for me. I didn't end up doing that. I just ended up taking my bow. But then when I came home, I was, you know, thinking, okay, I'm going to get it set up so I can take it and use it. But again, I never did. I took my bow out for the first couple times I was in the tree. And then the one day I was sitting behind my house, I was back there for the, the morning. I think I got out around 11 or 12. And uh, I went home, and <clears throat> I just started thinking. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take my uncle's bow. You know, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to use it how he had it, you know. So I got it out. I shot it a little bit. And I was shooting good out to about 30 yards. Now, his draw length's a lot shorter than mine, and the poundage is super low, but it worked. You know, I was shooting, mm-hmm. I was shooting good out to 30 yards and I was comfortable with it. So I ended up taking it out that evening, which would have been, I think a Saturday. Yeah. Didn't see anything. So I come home and then the next day it was Sunday. We, we weren't, you know, obviously can't hunt cause this is a communist state, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up texting my wife's cousin cause he goes back there every once in a while and he'll hunt. And I told him, I said, I want to give it a break back there because we've been back there a lot, you know? And, uh, <laughs> kind of felt bad saying that, but, but he agreed. And, you know, my plan was Monday morning, I was going to go out to a farm that I have permission on. And, uh, I try to think I missed something. I missed something. Take your time. It's two days, two days prior, not Sunday, but that Saturday yeah. I told her cousin. Okay. So Sunday I got up in the morning, I cut the grass I got done around 11 o'clock. So then I was like, I'm going to go check cameras. It's Sunday. There's nothing going on. And, I went back, I checked one camera, there was nothing on it that was of importance, just dough. And uh, I went back and I was walking the tractor path and I saw a stand in the thicket. And I was like, I don't know whose stand that is, but it's going to get taken down here real quick, you know? Mm-hmm. And from years ago, there was, there was a double stand in there, but there was a tree had fallen on it. So no one ever used it. There was a big ass tree sitting on it. So I didn't think it was that. So I went, I checked the other camera. Got that, come back, and I'm walking up the tractor trail, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see what this stand is. And uh, I took two steps off the tractor trail, and I kicked up this little buck. I, and I think it was a buck that later down the road we seen. He was a little, he's a really wide three-point. Hmm. And then a second after he got up, I saw a buck that I didn't expect to get up out of there. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say a certain size, but I would guess, you know, a 130-ish Really nice rack buck. Big buck, nice real wide spread, and then a big doe kicked up with it. So I was like, oh, shit, I just messed up. You know, (laughs) I just just totally messed this up, you know. Now I'm pissed at myself. So I ran back up to the house. I told her, I said, we're going back there tomorrow. Get ready, you know. So finished that day. Now my plan for that morning, that Monday morning, was to go to that farm that I have permission for to sit out there just to see what's going on. Well, as some of you may know, I'm not really good at waking up in the morning, and <laughs> I hit the snooze button multiple times, and my final alarm went off. It was like 6.15, and I just got this like weird gut feeling, you know, get your ass up. You got to go. 
So now I'm rushing around. I'm trying to make sure that I can get out to the farm. It's probably about 15, 20 minute drive. And uh, I was just moving in like slow motion. So I was like, I'm just going to go sit behind the house. I don't got nothing to do today, really. So I, I got up, I got ready, and I got in the stand like 6.45, and I sat there for well, maybe like 10 minutes, and I had a, a little half rack come by me, like perfect 20 yards. I was like, okay, that's a good sign. You know, you filmed them? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> what did you say in that Snapchat. Snapchat? I don't even remember. <laughs> I do. I remember you saying, uh, tell your big brother to come by. Oh, yeah. I said, tell, I said, tell your tell the big boy to come do yeah. that, too. Do that same like that. thing. Yeah. It was like... And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, this might be a good day. The wind was blowing perfect. It was blowing actually out of the thicket. And I sat probably 15 yards off of that thicket. So it was like, it would have been a good day in my mind. You know, if they're coming out of there, you know, it's a good spot, whatever. So I'm sitting there and literally nothing is happening. The wind is howling. All I can hear is leaves. I didn't even hear any squirrels or chipmunks. Like that's when I knew like something was wrong, you know, dead. So I'm thinking in my head, I, that, that mental game starts going in your head, like, okay, do I leave? Do I sit? Do I, you know, and this is probably like right around a little after nine, maybe like nine thirty ish or so. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to sit. You know, I got, I got like this gut feeling. I got me up and now I got it again. Like just sit, you know, just stay put. You ain't got nothing to do. So sit till one o'clock at least, you know? So I sit there and I get it to playing on my phone and I see an email from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. I'm like, oh, okay, survey. I'll do that. I'll pass some time. You yeah. Know? Can't, yeah. Can't hear shit out here anyway. The wind's blowing so hard. So the stand that I was sitting in, I, I mean, it's a, like a 15-foot ladder stand, and it has the bar that comes down in front of you. So I put my head on the bar. I was basically like <laughs> laying down. And I have my phone in between my legs, and I'm doing this survey. And I want to say I was getting close to the end, and – I start to hear footsteps. So initially I'm like, man, these squirrels, now they're going to start messing with me, you know, whatever. <laughs> Midday, here they come. You know, here comes the army. <laughs> so I picked my head up like an idiot, just like fast. Didn't, wasn't trying to hide myself or, or do anything slow. I was just, oh, here, pick my head up. And he was literally walking the buck that I had, who's sitting on the table right now, he's walking through my only shooting lane that's in front of me. It's like 27, 28 yards. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, thanks, Colorado. <laughs> you know, I'm like, son of a bitch, you know. Got me again. I'm sitting down with my head down, my phone's in between my legs doing a survey. So now I'm like starting to freak out a little bit like, okay, is there any other hole? What do I do? Do I try to get my bow? Do I stand up? What do I do? And again, like an idiot, I stand up. And grab my bow and put my phone in my pocket, like it, like just normal speed, like nothing's going on. And I'm like, what am I doing? I, like I, <laughs> as soon as I touch the bow, I'm like, oh my God, slow down, slow down. So then I start, you know, slowing down a little bit and he had no clue I was even there, which blows my mind. So he's walking to my left in a straight line going right towards the thicket. So I'm like, shit, you know, I missed my... I missed my only chance at, you know, a good deer. And he's going to go up in a thicket and he's going to be gone. So now I'm starting to play in my head, okay, when he goes up there, what should I do? Should I should I get, like, should I start rattling, like, real lightly? Or should I grunt? Should I bleat? What You know, what do I do? And uh, while I'm, this is all going through my head, I'm trying to find a spot. Maybe through these limbs I might be able to fit an arrow through. And then that goes back to 
have my uncle's bow, I'm not not really sure, you know, how that arrow flies in mm. tight windows. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. at this point, I, I kind of was like, okay, he's going to walk away and I can tell Danielle and then she, you know, maybe she can come down in the evening or whatever. And uh, he turned and was coming right to my left. He, he, later I found out that he was actually walking a trail that I didn't, it just covered up with leaves and it walked right 10 yards from my stand to the left of me. So now he's turning and I'm like, oh shit, he's turning. You know, wh- where is he going? You know, what's he doing? <laughs> I did not expect him to, to make that turn and, and start coming my direction. So now I'm starting to think, okay, how do I draw when he's 15 yards in front of me? And there's, I'm not, I'm like in the wide open, you know, there's no cover. And uh, it just so happened that there was three big trees to my left, like kind of staggered. And it made like the perfect wall. I was like, okay, he goes behind that. I'll draw and see what happens from there. And luckily, my uncle's bows, the poundage, I don't even know if it was 60 pounds. It might be a little bit less than 60 pounds. So you can literally pull it back with your wrist if you wanted to. So you, it's like super quick. Mm-hmm. So he went behind that tree and or those trees. I drew back and he took three more steps. I gave him, you know. Just give him that meat? I gave him the infamous meh. And he stopped, and he was just starting to turn his head, and I, I got on him and let the arrow go, and it was literally like someone pressed the slow motion button on a controller. Like, I, I like, felt the, the strings of the bow go and the vibrations and the, watched the arrow and the twists, and, and I saw, that, saw it hit the deer, and I'm like, holy shit, I got him. You know, as soon as, the, as, soon as it hit him, there's just instant blood, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I got him. You know, he takes off and it's like, even though that was going through my head, I saw the blood and thought it was a good hit. The arrow when he was running away looked like it was, it like barely went in him. So now I go back to the first deer I killed with, with Lane and archery and (laughs) the freaking arrow was sticking out of the deer that, that I got the whole thing. And I was like, oh shit, I did it again. You know, I messed up again, you know, (laughs) and, uh, I just watched him, kept watching him. He ran up into the thicket, did a little u-turn and started actually running up towards the house i was like well, that's good if he dies he's up there already i don't have to go far you know <laughs> great thought. Uh, yeah so i'm watching him and, and i'm you know talking to myself You're cheering like, him on at yeah, this point i'm like, like go buddy go go a little bit more but slow down you know don't, don't keep running running the yeah. yard so I, I just i keep watching him and he's i mean he's hauling ass and then he just kind of slows down to a walk and now his tail starts flickering i'm like oh i got him i got oh him. yeah and then he stopped and then he started to stumble around a little bit and then and when i saw him stumbling i was like oh you know then i'm starting to shake and freak out like i got him i got him so i turned around and i hung my bow up and i went to look to see where he was again and he was gone i was like uh-oh <laughs> that's not good maybe did he keep going like did he play a trick on me or or, or what i ended up seeing a a small little patch of white and so i i got the binoculars out and i tried to look and see but i was shaking so bad i, I couldn't even like <laughs> i couldn't tell what it was so yeah <laughs> yes like hundred mile an hour I, I don't even know if i was looking at anything at that point and uh so i i sat down and i i calmed down for a little bit and pulled the binos back up and and saw the white patch and i was like okay that's his ass he's down he's down right there i'm freaking out I'm, like now I'm shaking again, yeah. And 
I ended up seeing part of his rack sticking up off the ground, and I was like, hey, he's down, you know, freaking out. And tears are starting to come down my eyes. And, you know, I just I stood back up, and I grabbed the bow off the tree and just looked up in the sky and was just thanking him, you know. I was like, yeah, man, he was he was definitely a part of that, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wrote the script on this, man, that's for sure. And uh, so knowing he was down, I made a little Snapchat video of me freaking out, not even making sense, really. And, and uh, It was epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I tried to call Lane. He didn't answer, which is surprising, because usually around this time, he's... He's on mm-hmm. it, you know. Something yeah. happened if... Uh, I was around. snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I ended up getting down, and I went over to where I shot him, and I was looking around just to, just to look, you know. I knew where he was at, but I wanted to see. And a uh, bunch of hair, a bunch of blood just going up. You could, I didn't even have to move, and I could see the trail that he took, you know, going up in, into the thicket. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm not walking through that yet. You know, I know where he's at. I want to go see him. But I wanted my arrow, and I figured for how far it was sticking out when he ran through that thicket, I said, I guarantee it's in there, you know? Right. But, and this is like one of those, another thing that just kind of blew my mind and just goes back to my uncle just playing the part of the script, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I walked, I got up on the tractor path, and I was was looking for blood to where he crossed because I wasn't 100% sure where he crossed. But I, I got up to a point where I thought this is probably far enough, you know? And I looked to my left in the thicket, and I saw this white bucket, and I was like, yeah. I'll turn, I'll go into the, you know, towards the direction that he went now and just start looking around. And I shit you not, I took five steps. I looked down and there's the arrow. <laughs> I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I, yeah. I, 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 again, I looked up at sky. I was like, you son of a gun, you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then from that point on, it was, he was 20 yards in front of me. And I, you know, it was just a surreal moment. Very emotional. Oh yeah. Very, very emotional. And then I don't know if I, you text me and I think I called you. And then I FaceTimed and showed him, and he's like, I'm coming, I'm bri- we're taking pictures and slow-mos and this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. So I just went up to the house and sat and waited for him, and then we enjoyed enjoyed the old deer picture yeah, taken. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was neat, man. It, it really was. And just the whole backstory, I mean, just jump back even before the season, you know. My uncle passed away, and then he, he always said, like, before I die, you know, I want to get all the all the grandkids up there, everybody up there, and take one picture as a as a big group up to camp. Right. So, unfortunately, he wasn't there to see the picture, but we went up to camp and did that. And then the night that we got back on a property, it's probably maybe not even a mile away, but it's it's uh, my uncle Mike's property. My buddy Rich has cameras back there. And that night, this the buck that I shot, and then the buck that he shot were in a in a little group together walking by it that the night that we got back from camp and doing all that stuff That's so it's just awesome it's just a bunch of little things that make the connection it just makes it you know that much more special yeah but yeah yeah That's the only thing awesome, i changed man. on a setup was the broadhead because i don't like rage <laughs> <laughs> that's good because we yeah. don't either yeah, yeah. yeah. four letter <laughs> word just, yeah disgusting word oh man no but, that's yeah. really cool though buddy yeah. that that it was it was, an it was awesome a story was a great great uh great moment that's yeah. for sure and it's my biggest buck to date so which is oh, even yeah. better man. yeah that's yeah, awesome pretty cool pretty cool and he's behind the house which i you know i never see deer of that caliber i mean granted you know he's not the biggest in the woods probably but i mean shit he's good for one. me i'm damn good <laughs> i'm more than good. happy you know yeah. more than happy oh yeah yeah absolutely i'm sure everybody would yeah, yeah. Oh, i'd kill him all day Especially right now. Oh, my God. Mm, I'd probably pass. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All three of these. Yeah, man. I think if I put all of these together, if I, I redid it, if I redid it, I'd probably pass them. Yeah. <laughs> Save that one for Chase. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. No, yeah. it's a super cool buck. Just yeah. to kind of describe it a little bit, man. I mean, I like how nice he's he, that, that left side. He's real bladed out. God, he's really all cool. beams. Like, yeah. look at him. Yeah. Holy smokes, man! All freaking beams. Like from the yeah. from the G three to the the tip of the the main beam is like yeah, a little bit of palmation on the end, of, which is which is really cool. It's actually at like the right at the tip. Yeah, of his beam, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Like the left side was trying to crab claw, like the right side was, and it just didn't. And it just made this like demon spear. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Sweet I can't wait to make the album art for this for this episode. It's gonna yeah. be epic. <laughs> Lane's all up in that microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's right, okay. Buddy. It's all good, you brother. Can move it. It's good. Now he's fighting with Joe's Uh-oh. deer. They're fighting again. They're back at it again, boys. Yeah, back at it. We had a rattling on the live. It was a good time. Congratulations, buddy. Yeah, yeah appreciate dude. It. Really appreciate cool. It. Really cool. Unreal. All right. One for the books. One for the books. Story one is down. I have a question for all of you. Okay. Does anybody have to pee? Apparently you do. I can try. So we can pause. I do. I'm just asking. Everybody's back from pee break. <laughs> okay. So Ryan killed November 11th. Correct? November 11th. Yeah. Veterans Day. Veter- Mon- Veterans Monday. Day. Ooh. Monday. Okay. And then... Monday. Monday, Monday. That's not right. Monday Till morning Friday. blues. Uh-oh. We have some discrepancy here on the oh. dates, but it's not really important. Thursday. Thursday. You said it was Monday. You did. And then someone confirmed it. Someone confirmed it. November. Oh, see, I looked oh. at October. That so was Monday. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, sure. Look at October 11th. <laughs> make sure. You know what? I'm calling them out on My that bad. One. Yeah. My bad. Okay, so it was a Thursday, November 11th. You know what messed me up with that? I looked at I looked at November, and it was a Thursday. <laughs> but he had already previously said it was Monday. Yeah. So, Monday so I switched to October, and it was Monday. And I was like, okay, it was in October. <laughs> <laughs> Early season. Continue. Any hoosers. The big buck I, I, I'll start the story. I don't care. You okay, know, go um, ahead. This is my deer anyway, so I'll start the story. Get oh! out of here. It's not your deer. Yes, it is. I can make possession. Do you of want deer. me to start the story? No, Good. I'm going to start the story. Yeah, start it's because That's I have fun. the I have the history with this deer. So this is on a property that that I hunt quite often. And two years ago, it was the first Monday of the season open. So if you remember, two years ago, like opening day, it was cold, cold, cold. It was like in the 30s. Beautiful deer, just acting stupid. So we came home that Monday. I went out in the evening. And just wanted to do an observation set. Got in late, climbed up where I could see like literally 600 yards, the whole property. I could just cover it all from the tree. And I noticed one side of the area, a bunch of does, and I was going to move in on them. That's when I shot them from the ground. What are you guys whispering? I can't hear you because I don't have ears on. (laughs) I said you could probably see my house from where Yeah, I I might have been able to see Lane's house, (laughs) give or take. And when I left that evening... This mumbo jumbo right here was nudging a doe across the street just on the neighbor's property. I remember that. You called me. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that. and it's, it's, you're not going to mistake this deer. He had the same frame last year. Just all I saw was this big swooping right side with the main beam, how it comes out and then comes up. And he was nudging a doe across the street on like October 2nd or whatever it was. But it was cold as hell and they were acting weird. And I saw that deer, and I hunted it, and never saw it again. Never got it on camera, nothing. And then this year, come September, I put two cameras on the property, 
I tried to use the cell link, and once again, the thing did not work. So, listen, listen. Cell links work sometimes, but well, here's, go with the Tacticam reveals. Yeah, 100%. just do it. Just do it. Insert applause here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, I just wanted a public yeah, service announcement. I agree. Real quick. One thousand hundred million percent. But my my best friend bought me this. Okay, I bought it for your birthday. And I bought him my one birthday. for his birthday too. Yep. Yeah, he bought it for me, and I was going to try to put it to use. Okay, Here's my birthday's coming up here pretty soon, Austin. <laughs> if you didn't know. Big you know what? Mine, I got is, you, Mine is too, by the way. Yeah. January. Uh, oh, buddy. Buddy. Do I have the gift for you? Have you ever heard of a cell link? <laughs> Save your money. <laughs> no, he's giving you his. <laughs> so, what happened on the camera wasn't, it was not the cell link's fault. It was the the card that you have to plug into your actual camera when i closed it it pulled out a little bit okay. from the slot it wouldn't lock in it's kind of a flawed design yeah it really it is. is honestly so i didn't get any pictures from that camera i had it up since september and i got no pictures so i checked my other camera that i put up and on this property there's an area where the farmer used to cut and he doesn't cut it anymore so the deer are doing some little bit different route to get out from one part of the neighbor's property into his property. So I set up the camera there. On September 4th, this deer walked out in front of that camera in broad daylight. And we got a picture that makes this really, really nice buck look like a world-class 170. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the picture, he's got 14-inch G2s, 12-inch yeah. G3s. and and don't get me wrong, I can't take an inch from this deer. It's freaking beautiful. Could he be different? He could have not. No, I mean, his could it be a different time. deer? Could it be a 170? No. He rubbed <laughs> off at least 17 <laughs> inches. Yeah, let's be honest. Kidding. Yeah, he fought. Since that picture, <laughs> yeah. He's shrunk a little bit. <laughs> but, mean, yeah. You know, you could tell that the, the tips are rounded. So he's been yeah. really, you know, working them off. But no, it's the same deer. You can tell in the picture, he's got that little kicker off his G2. He yeah, did have a brow tie. What, what is it with deer on that property that break their brows off? They break, Dude, they break everything. everything. They break their Last one I shot off. out there, broken brows. Biggest deer I ever seen in my life was on that property. He was a half rack. Yeah, he had six on one side with the split G2. It's freaking sick. They're just oh, fighters, yeah. dude. They just, yeah. there's a lot. I think what it is, is there's, you know, there is a high doe population, but there's also a high buck population. High buck and actually, there's a yeah. lot of big mature bucks in one area. And I think they just brawl. So, I mean, that was it. The September 4th picture was the only picture that we had of this deer until we mentioned on the podcast that I had him at five yards underneath my stand and my bow was sitting on the ground. And, I mean, you can only imagine this frame running at you full tilt, you know. This was that deer. That That was that deer. This is the same deer that that literally ran at me and I have no bow in my hand and he stopped at five yards and, and I just watched his big ass waddle off. Yeah. You called me right after that too. I just I felt so bad for Dude, you. I was. Broken. I also called you a damn rookie <laughs> for not having your bow with you. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Different, different, different totally time. different. Okay, never mind. That was different a totally deer different deer. Too. That was totally okay. Totally yeah. different deer. And I couldn't have shot that deer. He was anyways. a clear hit list okay. buck for us. And every time we went into that set of woods, we were going towards him. You yeah. know, we had other buck there that ten point, which and he been was shot. He was a young deer, but he was a nice deer. He was definitely a shooter, but he was a young deer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that deer is an absolute stud. Yeah. 
and I had that that encounter with this buck, and ever since then, like Joe said, we we put a lot of effort into wind direction and surrounding where he had been bumped out of, which now gave me his bedding area, and we just played wind and and played the edges and and kind of hunted it through what usually is the hot time out there is the end of October, uh, because I I had that encounter like October twenty third, and then we hunted them pretty hard. Ever there's, since. there's multiple times where me and you did uh, the same thing as we did at our other property. You got our other hitless buck out of. We hunted pretty close to each other, right? And we pretty much shut down areas to this. De- no, no deer's getting through here. You know, we did that multiple times on this property, and it's a good thing we had hitless bucks on two different properties so we weren't constantly nailing down on one property right we were jumping back and forth jumping back and forth yeah and always playing and the wind i mean always exactly. being super safe we weren't safe. hunting the same stands either and you kind of pissed me off the one night you're like ah let's stay out of there just stay out of there and i hunt the other side of the property and that's the night that this one walked right underneath you i'm like I thought we were staying out of there, Charles. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I was just, I just I went in there to check things out, you know. <laughs> I pulled a I am just a... Hey, stay out of there, bud. Yeah. We're I'm like, uh, I thought we agreed on something. And now I'm way out of position. There's no way this deer's getting over here. Yeah. Thanks that, a lot. That same night, him and Sam were with me, and they were both on the other side. And it was like. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> exactly. remember. Honest to God, I don't some remember. Some dude walking through the field smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and he got a, a freaking one thirty walking underneath him. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, trolls. I'll sit you sent me a Snapchat of that guy. I think, yeah, wasn't it? what a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah the guy <laughs> carrying a crossbow, <laughs> smoking a freaking cigarette. Yeah, like, what do you think you're gonna just accomplish like, at what, prime time? The the Amish Ram- Rambo's walking through the field <laughs> with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what we deal with. And uh, but here, so and I think I do want to I want to blame Sam for that night because I think he was the one that mentioned for me to to go to that spot and i don't remember why i did it i might have been checking cameras because i'd set up a camera in there whenever i had uh or i'd set up a camera that day i don't know i don't remember you can make excuses yeah i don't it have just any seemed left. like a good idea that was a really good excuse <laughs> so I, i'm gonna blame him but i'm also going to thank him because we when we were hunting this deer we were on the back side of the property and we were playing the wind in our favor and we noticed a guy had walked straight up wind of the entire thicket I mean, he just literally walked straight in, got up in a fixed stand, yeah. and his wind was blowing through everything. And there was a guy in there turning up. We had no clue. We thought there's just stands sitting there that weren't being yeah, used. Yeah, and there was a guy in stand constantly in there. And uh, this what it is. So, yeah. so knowing that, you know, our buddy Sam was kind of like, "Listen, you got to get deeper, and you got to get deeper, you got to get deeper." You got to play people and play the deer at the same time. At that point, you know, right. So I said, you know what, you're right. I went in, and the one day I went past where I had the encounter with this deer, which I was going to sit that night, and I wanted to sit there. I said, you know what, screw it. I got a good wind. I can see some trees off in the distance that has still have leaves on them. They're probably going to be oaks. I want to get to there. So I went probably another four to 500 yards, roughly, maybe, maybe quite not that far, maybe three to 400 yards. And I just kept working back deeper and deeper, and I got into this pocket that opens up, and you can see everything, and it's beautiful. I mean, you know nobody's been back there. 
It's it's untouched ground. And at this point, I had not yet filled my buck tag. So I, I hunted back there. I saw that, that night I saw 11 doe. And that's the area where come Friday, and, and me, I'm just like, hey, I feel my I feel my buck tag, Joe, you're on your own. Screw you, I got to go cut yeah. grass. Like, <laughs> you, you mentioned that you saw 11 yearlings back there. Yeah. And at this point, I had like a bumpy season somewhat. I got a doe first day. I hit one at one point. We never ended up finding it. It was terrible. And then... On that same property, I ended up missing one. I kind of flinched a little bit, which was weird. I never actually done that other than maybe peaking. My arm actually flinched. I don't know if it was because I was so damn cold that day or what happened. But I flinched upward at a 45-yard shot, and the deer was super on edge, and she ducked down. Same time, thank God, because Clean if ass. not, I would have you know, hit her terribly and probably not have found that one. And it was a clean miss, but that turned into, you know, just a bumpy season. And you mentioned seeing 11 deer there. And after you killed the other buck right in front of me, I was, I felt like fulfilled for the season after he killed our hitless buck. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Honestly. It does. Because I was after was that one. No. <laughs> that, that was a team kill. Enough daggers. No, it was. I was so happy for you that I literally was like, I got my buck this year. You know, like, yeah, I didn't even yeah, kill the buck. Sweet. But I was like, I got my buck this year. I don't have to worry about anything, you know. And it's, I didn't give up. I wasn't giving up at that point. But I felt like I actually succeeded for the year yeah. because we got one of our bucks as a team. And I just that at this urge point was I'm fulfilled. You exactly. scratched the itch. Yeah. And I'm I'm almost at this point like I just gotta get some some meat in the freezer. And you told me you went back deeper, you started finding, you know, more and more deer. Eleven deer and a sit is pretty good in the areas we hunt, because like you said, we're not the only ones hunting these areas. We're not going to farms and seeing 30 deer walk past us and going oh that's cool yeah we don't have no. lane baker exactly. properties you know <laughs> so <laughs> that was a dig wow. <laughs> what's that called for so i'm thinking we have two shooter bucks in this area the other area the other property that you killed the one in i'm not saying it's shot but i'm gonna give up on it i'm gonna go after these two shooter bucks that we've been after all year and like i said we've been hitting both properties back and forth and let's go there. I'm going to go there. And if I see 11 does, I'm going to, I have two doe tags. So I'm going to put some down, you know. <laughs> At this point, I got Friday. I'm starting my rutcation. I'm taking a half day on Friday. And then Saturday, I'm hunting PA. And then Sunday, we are going to Ohio for a week. So my archery season in PA is over at that point. So. I take my half day, and we had to bus out of my job. As we're busing out, like, everything's going wrong. There's a forklift in the way. Like, we're sitting in a bus, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and we're taking a complete trip around the entire site just to get out. And I'm like, oh, just please. 
So then my girlfriend's, my fiance is calling me. Oh, don't let her hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need to edit that yeah. one out. You definitely need to cut that one out. I don't usually say fiance. It's a, it's a weird word to me, and she understands that. You took so, French. You're allowed to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Philip French. Right. You don't say it. Oh, never mind. So, you don't want to say it. <laughs> so she's, she's sick, and she's like, well, can you go pick up my prescription? I'm like, no, I cannot. I cannot pick up your prescription. <laughs> Listen, I go, I am running late as it is. And at this point, it's the rut. Like, anytime you go in the woods, you know, and it's not dark out, you're running late, you know, and I'm running late. Like, it's going to be two something by the time I get in there. It's going to be like three by the time I get up my tree. Like, last shot's at five something. Like, I'm running late, dude. And I'm telling her, I'm like, listen, I love you and all, but I don't give a shit. I'll get it on the way home. By your prescription at this point. I got to get home because usually I would shower the night before. I'd just get a little spray down, uh, do my deodorant and everything, and then run out to my spot after work. Well, I had to go home. I had to shower. My clothes weren't dry the night before, so I didn't bring them with me. I had to get my clothes and everything. And you it was had just a terrible shit show like, going on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I go home, I shower, she's all pissed off and get all my clothes ready. I get everything and I take off. <laughs> You're speaking I'm to the people scumbag, right now. All right? <laughs> Don't listen. So I get out there and I'm thinking I'm going to go back to that spot. Charles was in. He saw a bunch of deer. We know like he said, that there's two shooters in there. They're in that area, and they're probably deeper in there because you got another guy in there stinking the place up constantly, you know. Who knows how much he's hunting that area. So I'm getting back in there. Got to put meat in the freezer. Plus, it would be a bonus if one of these shooters came by. And I start walking down to the spot, and it starts hailing on me. And it was like... I almost turned around and went back to the truck and just waited it out. And I'm like, this is miserable because it was a rainy hail. Like, it you was miserable. You sent a Snapchat. I love these yeah. Snapchats because I feel like I'm here with you yeah. guys. Like, yeah. I sent you sent a Snapchat because you're it was, like, it's fucking hailing on me. You're was walking crazy. in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, the pressure or something to cause hail would have to be. Barometric pressure gets up. Exactly. Yes. Something. And this is a good thing, you know, and I. I continued through it, and it's coming down hard on me. So at this point, I I break into the wood line, and I'm I'm FaceTiming Charles. I'm like, how did you make your way through this? You know, like I went back here probably twice with him before, and once this season I went back that way. I didn't go as far back as he was, and I'm just like, how did you navigate your way through here you're saying it's like an open trail this there's no open trails here <laughs> it's so i'm facetime and i'm like trying to like wave my phone around he's like i can't i i don't know how to do this like i can't see shit with so facetime that's weird it was bad so he's kind of navigating me through at this point i'm just bothering bothering because i don't know i'm the type of person i love hunting with somebody you know like hunting by myself like i i i send a lot of snapchats and stuff because i just like to be you know, with somebody when I'm hunting usually. And I keep calling, keep FaceTiming. I'm like, hey, all right, which, which way do I go? <laughs> I'm turning the phone around. <laughs> and I'm bothering the hell out of them at this point. So I'm coming through, and uh, I hear a deer kick up on the other end of this little thicket. And I'm like, damn it. You know, I'm tearing up this. I'm, I'm already running late. It's 
two something, whatever time it is. And I kick up a deer. I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I got to get to this spot. I just got to keep going. So I start going a little further. And after that hail slash rain, the leaves were real silent, you know. So I'm, I'm moving through somewhat really, really quietly. And I see a body in this little opening. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, I, I got to keep moving. You know, I can't just wait around for this deer to do whatever. It's like 60 plus yards away. I mean, I'm really quiet right now. I'll sneak up a little further. It kind of moved up to the left. And I'll just see what I can do here. Try to make them play. So I start sneaking a little further. And as I'm sneaking a little further, the deer went to the left of the trail. Well, there was another deer to the right of the trail. A doe jumps up and runs off. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just destroying this area for myself. And I'm so pissed off. I just didn't take a full day and get back there first thing. So I go a little further up. I'm like, all right, all right. And I hit this little opening. I'm checking my map, trying to, you know, get down to the, the pin that he sent me. I drew him and a line, okay, on Onyx. There was no line. <laughs> there was a line on Onyx. I so shared it with him. I'm looking at the pin, <laughs> and I'm looking at where I'm at and everything. And I look up, and three deer jump up. And one looks like a big-ass buck. But I got a glare coming down. Sun's right in my eyes coming down from where they are. So I see it, and it looked like this big frame because there's three deer. And I'm guessing it was a, a hot doe, something else, and a buck. You know, the buck was probably laying on the doe. And as they got up, I tried pulling the binocs up, and the glare was still screwing me over. I couldn't see anything, but I could have swore that there was a huge frame on one of them. And when they got up, it turned into, like, this crazy chase, like, once the doe jumped up and started going, it wasn't just a run away from danger thing. It was the buck was chasing her, you know, and they're going ape shit chasing around. So I call Charles again. I'm like, dude, just jumped three deer. I think one was, you know, the monster in here. I'm wondering if I maybe I should back out to one of these nice trails that I already walked through and, and sit there because I know they're not going to come back through where I jumped them. Maybe they'll swing back around through where, you know, it's a little nicer back here. He's like, just continue on, dude, you know, whatever. All right. So hang up. I keep going. And where I kicked them up was like right kind of near the pin. So I walked by that little patch of thicket that they were in. And I'm just off the left of that. And I look off to my left. And I'm, I'm looking around for trees now because I'm like right on top of the pin. I'm looking up at trees, looking up at trees, and I look off to the left, and there's another little patch of thicket coming through, and I see three bucks cruising. And I thought I jumped them at first, you know, because I already jumped, what, five deer, yeah. seven, seven, six deer at this point. And I thought I jumped them, and I turned to my left, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm thinking, knock an arrow. Like, there's three scrub bucks, but knock an arrow just in case. So you don't just figure out the situation, but you need an arrow on your bow. So I knock an arrow, and I go behind this little tree. <laughs> it's about the size of my calf, <laughs> and I'm hiding behind it. They can't see And it. one was like a, a small little basket eight. The other one was like a, a fork. Then the, the one in the back looked like a bigger fork, but I couldn't really tell. He's kind of like in the thicker stuff. So they're moving right to left, and 
I'm hiding behind this, and I'm I'm watching them. I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm starting to think like, where are my standards at at this point? You know, I got Friday, <laughs> Saturday. I'm going to Ohio Sunday. Yeah, I'm not going to shoot that little basket. Shoot a so forty. So he starts coming through about forty <laughs> yards, and they have no clue I'm there. So I'm watching them, watching them, and I look off to like kind of where they're moving towards, and all of a sudden this gargantuan's coming right at me, down straight away from me, coming straight at me dude so there's four bucks right there just popped up out of nowhere and i'm like fuck so <laughs> i'm just hiding dude I'm, I'm dude i got a climber on my back i got a climber on my back I, i'm i'm two times the size as, as i am now and i'm hiding behind a tree the size of my calf and I'm, I'm just like what do i do at this point you know so i'm like all right just I'm thinking like you you got a lot of thoughts going through your head at this point. You're on the ground. You got all these deer around you. Nothing's range found, you know. I'm terrible at just guessing ranges. So I'm thinking, should I hit a couple trails in front of me and just so I have an idea when he comes through? I'm thinking I got no time for that. I throw my release on my bow and I'm standing there and I'm just trying to become part of this tree. <laughs> And he's coming right at me, and I'm thinking, dude, he's gonna, he he's got me pinned, you know, he has to. He's coming right at me, so he stops. And the the coolest part of all this was they all had like that open mouth, like they're chasing around, they're running around like crazy. So he's like panting, and he's he stops, <laughs> he stops like forty yards or so, and he's like panting. And he's looking in my direction like a maniac, you know, <laughs> the mouth and ass. And he's staring in my direction. I'm thinking, I'm, he got me, you know, I'm done. And he keeps coming towards me. Oh my God, what is going on here? Turn right, turn left, do something. Stop coming towards me. He comes a little further and he gets to 20 yards and he's just standing there and he's staring at me. Now he made me out and I got my face, <laughs> I got half my face pressed up against his tree and i'm just looking down like a, a shame dog you know just got caught eating out of the trash and i'm just looking down and i'm just like please don't please don't do this to me and i'm just looking at the grounds my dad's big thing's always been uh don't make eye contact with the deer <laughs> he feels like if you make eye contact with the deer the deer's gonna figure out that you're something alive you know and I don't know if that's true or not, but I've always gone with it. <laughs> don't want to risk it. This many years has worked out. So I got my face pressed up against this tree the size of my calf, and I'm looking down, and he's staring at me. And at this point, like, at the end of the season, like, your killer instinct gets so high, at least mine does, to where I have to figure out a way to kill this deer. Like, I, there's a lot of things going on in my head, crazy thoughts of, how is this deer going to die, you know? And, <laughs> and and there are some terrible thoughts like he oh, steps maybe I'll try pit. maybe I'll try pulling back real quick and maybe he won't see, you know, maybe he's so rutted up he won't notice and I could take a shot and I'm like don't do that, that's stupid. So I'm thinking just this is the moment that separates the men from the boys. This is the moment that separates a terrible he got away story from He's on my wall story, you know, like this is that moment where you have to make the right choices. And I'm just thinking, don't move, because once you move, you all doubt is, is gone that 
that you're something he doesn't want to be around, you know? As soon as he sees you move, he's not coming back. He he knows that you're something that's not supposed to be there. He don't want to be around you. He's gone. So I'm just staying still as I can be. I'm looking down. I'm trying to become part of this little tree. He turns, snorts, and starts bounding off the way that he came. And I'm like, screw this. I step out from the tree. I pull back. And at this point, I'm having these crazy thoughts again, like take a running shot. I'm like, don't do that. That's stupid. The dumbest thing you ever thought in your life. But I'm telling you, like, just I want this deer dead. Like, it's either this or eat tag soup. Like, you got to do this. And I pull back and I meet once and then I meet again. And that second meet, he stops quartered away in this little opening. And you got like this V of like a sapling crossing over his body. And I'm going to be shooting like right above that. And I'm thinking, I don't know, 40 yards. I'm guessing 40 yards, you know, at this point. Between 40 and 35. So I'm like, all right, I'll aim right on the ridge of his back with my 25 pin. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to hit these limbs or not. It's going to be really sketchy, but I think I got an opening. So. I let one fly, and it's either that or eat tag soup, like I said. And I let one fly, and it lands <laughs> perfectly, <laughs> perfectly. And he starts running off, and it's like those hunting shows where like, you see the amount of arrows sticking out, but you know you nailed them, you know? And like, you see that arrow getting that little bit of wiggle, but it's tucked in there perfect. And he's running off. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I nailed him. And he starts running. And he's doing that death run, and he starts getting super sloppy, like knocking down trees and shit. So I'm like, dude, he's going down any second now. And all of a sudden, I swear to God, I saw him do a a front flip. (laughs) Like his back legs went over top of his head. And I'm like, did I just see that? And he was in this thick stuff, so I didn't see his... Is he down? Is he down? (laughs) Is he down? Did you see him go down? (laughs) So... I, I could have swore I saw him do a front flip, but at this point, he's in some really thick stuff, and I, I can't see his body at all. And I pull up my phone, and I made this just like, just raw video of just raw emotion. Like, to have a deer come in, like, just to meet up like that on the ground, and then to seal the deal on, like, a thought-out range, and for him to fall down right in front of you, there's a lot of emotion there, <laughs> you know? Just, you you don't, you go from this deer's going to run off, never see him again, to seeing him fall down within 50 yards from where you shot him. It it was outrageous. So, I'm st- I still, I, I'm telling myself he's not down, but I, I could have swore I saw him do a front flip. So, I called Charles again. At this point, I'm thinking, he's not even going to answer. He's so pissed off at me. <laughs> I've called him like 10 times so far in the past five minutes. And uh, I call him again. He's like, what? <laughs> and what I, what I said, I was like, he's down. I, I shot the monster. I shot the monster. He's like, what? 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 <laughs> what you said? Dude, I was thrown off. Okay, so at this point now, this whole time I'm helping him, I'm trying to, I'm getting out of work early. I'm loading the trailer to go cut like three yards. I can tr- barely fit him in as is. Like my schedule's tight. So I put my trailer on, I back it up, I go to ride my mower up onto it. I never freaking close down the little the little latch on my trailer. So when I pull my tr- 
mower up. My trailer flies up in the air, smacks into my tailgate, (laughs) smacks back down. So now I got my mower up on the trailer. My trailer—it's no longer attached to my truck. I'm literally just about to assess this, and I feel like, oh my god, what now? So I'm like, all right, what? And and I was not at all ever annoyed. It was just kind of funny. We're playing around. But I'm like, ah, oh, he's, he needs something more. Like, he's probably needs to know something. So I answer the phone and it's just like chaos. It's like, when you think of, uh, Anchorman when he's in the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Ron, just calm down. I can't understand you. <laughs> I did Luke Bryan you hard. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. I just shot him. I just shot him. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Buck, what, what did you shoot? Who'd you, the monster. I shot the monster. I'm like, no, you didn't, dude. You're messing with me. I was like, I just on the phone with you two minutes ago. I just kept repeating myself over and over again. Oh my God, I shot him. I shot him. I shot the monster. I think he's down. I I drilled him. I I think think he's he's down. down. I think he's down. (laughs) I'm like, dude, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was like, I have to cut this yard. This is my my wife's uncle's yard. Like they were having a showing the next day at this in his house. I'm like, I have to cut the yard. I was like, just collect yourself, calm down, back out. I'm coming. Just back out. Just just don't go any farther. I think I think I saw him go down. I I think I'm gonna go up and chat. I'm like, no, just give him time. Like even if he's down. Give it a minute, collect yourself, enjoy the moment, just chill out for a second. I said, if you want, I mean, you know, maybe climb a tree a couple feet and see if you can see him. You know, just climb up in the air to get that visibility above the grass and stuff so you can see him. I, yeah, and whatever, hung up, dude, I'm flying out there, and he called me again, I think, at one point. So I got a hold of Sam, our buddy, um, who's kind of been along on this mission as well. Like I said, he's the one that told me to go a little bit farther, you know, push push the realms into this bedding area, kind of get in there and, and find this area. And, and he's like, all right, let me see what I can do. And he ended up getting off. So we're like, all right, we're going to meet up with them. Yeah, Sam was like automatically like, all right, I'm coming there. <laughs> we're going to meet you. All right. Yeah. So my first thought was like, just maybe take a few steps forward, see if I could look into this thick area, see if I could see him laying there dead, you know? Because once you shoot a deer, like, Everything is going off in your head, and and to shoot a deer like that off the ground, you don't expect it to fall down right in front of you. I've never seen any of my wall hangers fall down in front of me. I wish I would have, because it is crazy. But so I'm thinking, all right, I'm not going to climb a tree. I'm not going to cause any ruckus. I'm just going to lay down right here up against this big tree. I'm going to put my climber up against me, and I'm just going to hide for like an hour. Yeah. There's no reason for me to, to push this thing. He's only going to be more dead, dude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that kept striking off in my head was the penetration. Like, I saw a lot of arrow hanging out. I don't know what actually, <laughs> you know, what it actually hit, what what could have happened. And and I I almost know I nailed him. But, you know, you, can't, you keep having that doubt in your head because you don't want to. Oh, yeah. How many be times too... have you thought you nailed a deer and you yeah. didn't find it? Yeah. Uh, once yeah, you become, I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean, though. Like, do you want to go into that story right now? Become, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, you got that doubt in the back yeah. of your head. That's that feeling. Oh. You know? I, sure. I like just 
sitting on that doubt because once you become overconfident and then, you know, once you don't find you, a deer, you, get let you just down get real way, hard. That brick wall gets really hard. <laughs> it hits you hard. Yeah. 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 So I was messaging everybody, this and that. I sent out that crazy video of just the raw emotion that I, I posted afterwards, just like telling everybody the story because you can't type that out, you know. And I think I sent it to you. I sent it to Brooks' brother. Oh, yeah. I think, did I start? Go, I was at work. I, I was at work. I actually didn't know that you shot it from the ground until right now. Yeah. And that yeah. just makes really? me that much more He excited. wasn't even up in a tree yet. He was right. walking in. I didn't know. I didn't know that yeah. you were on the ground when you shot it. That's, that's, yeah. That's I didn't so, know you tried eating the tree. <laughs> that, yeah, that, <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was pressed up against that tree, becoming part of it. So either way, I sit there and I'm just I'm just hanging out and I'm thinking like here comes a mom and a baby and I'm like definitely not shooting another deer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not shooting another deer. Uh I'm just gonna stay put. Just chill. I literally knocked an arrow. Oh, <laughs> <I'm God>. like, <laughs> but that spot was so nice. I probably could have got up in a tree and tripled up that night, honestly. They came through the mom and the yearling came through, and those small bucks—they were kind of lingering through that little patch as well. I'd see like little glimpses of them here and there, and the mom and the baby came through, and they just backed the hell out. They caught that blood trail and they freaked out. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's a that's a good sign, you know. Maybe there's a real heavy blood trail over there, or maybe the deer's laying right there because they were like almost right on top of them. So I'm like, I'll just wait this out, and once an hour passes. I'll just start walking up real slow. So I go up, and I'm I'm just taking my time on this because I'm pretty sure he's down, but I just want to suck it all in, you know, like just absorb it. So I go over to the area that I shot him. I'm trying to range find it, like figure out actually how far it was. And I think it I, I nailed it right on the head. It was right around 35, 40 yards. Yeah. And uh, I start falling the blood, and the, the blood wasn't like super crazy, but it was it was good blood. You know, I'm thinking I nailed him. I got him, you know, and I probably went, you know, another 10, 15 yards and I look up and I, I see him facing me dead laying there. And what happened was when he started running, he hit this bush and he, he, you know, they're just blanked out at that point. You know, it's a death run. And when he hit that bush, he did like a front flip through the bush, you know, so I go over there. And it's just crazy emotions. I'm just, I prop them up and I'm sending people pictures, everything. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with them. And I sat there with them for about two hours, just hanging out. And I didn't gut them or anything. Long. I, Come on. I didn't gut them or anything. I was waiting for Charles and Sam. And I was like, we'll get the pictures first. And I'm just hanging out there with them, just taking in the moment. Chinchilla, dude. It was awesome, man. You know, to have some of the luck that I have had, it's, it's amazing. And it's nerve wracking as well. Cause it's like, when is this ever going to end? You know, like you're, you're terrified inside and every season I just have this fucking pit in my stomach that it's like, please, <laughs> please God. <laughs> Don't know? be the season. Don't let it stop. <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. So we hang out with them. Charles and Sam get there, we get all the pictures in, we take them back. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. So now, now we're going to Ohio on Sunday. So Saturday I take it off, I get my deer all butchered and everything, caped them out, and uh, 
Sunday comes around and we go out to Ohio and we are tent camping. So we set up the, the tent and everything. We get our shelters all set up and I go, all right, well, guys, are you good? Because I got to go set up my ladder for like the morning hunts. You know, like I like to just quick and easy jump up on a ladder. There's this tree that I've shot two Pope and Young Bucks out of, out of this ladder. And this one tree I call it the octopus tree. It's a maple. It got eight main trunks coming on the base. Oh, people and, on this podcast have heard about the octopus yeah. tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a nice oxbow. You know, it's a beautiful spot. So I set up, I go in there to set up my ladder, and I'm running late at this point again, you know. So I got <laughs> I got two rungs that are ratchet strapped together. The other one's kind of free-flowing because I never ratchet strapped it in. So I got three rungs on one arm. I got the rest of the ladder on the other arm. I got my bow in my hand. I got my bag on my back. And I'm walking through the woods like seven feet wide. I'm just thinking, please don't see anything, <laughs> you know. So I'm walking through the woods, walking through the woods. I'm trying to find my tree because I think we took off a year in Ohio. So it was two years since I've been back here. So I'm trying to fill out the area, you know. I, I know it, but, you know, first time going back there. I'm looking up for my tree, looking up for it, and I see it. And I'm like, all right, there's my tree. And I start walking towards it. And at one point, I look past it because the one year me and Charles went up, it was around 11 o'clock. We got tagged by that nice buck Yeah, they while setting up too. the stand. So I was cussing you out. So <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, hopefully that doesn't happen again. And I look past my stand, and there's a buck right past my stand, probably... 40, 50 yards on the other side of, I'm probably 20 yards away from my stand. And now I'm just beating myself up. I'm like, oh my God, like if I would have just got in here earlier, I would have been sitting here. I would have had that buck standing there 40, 50 yards away. And I'm like, all right, I got it. It looked like just like a little rack buck at this point, because I'm, I'm looking through and it's hailing again on me, by the way. This time walking in. You would hail, man. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. It was hailing on me it's a again. Good luck charm, man. Can I stop you for one second? I just want to say, like, I'm, I'm, I have a big takeaway from this podcast right now. I'm like the guy that's in there, like, super duper early. I'm really quiet getting up the tree. You should I come in late. Time. You should come in late. I need to, like, be late as shit. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to run into all sorts of big bucks and, like, just... You're doing I mean, it wrong. The rut, it wrong, man. The rut, like, late to me is, like, not getting nice in there leaf. by one and up on your tree. You I'm know, that's saying. late if I'm you're not getting nice up leaf. there early, early. So... I'm like, all right, I got to I got to dip behind this tree. And at this point, I'm just like going through emotions like, oh, this deer is just holding me up at this point, you know. So I go to dip behind this tree. And as soon as I start doing it, he looks right at me. I'm like, oh, shit. So I got all my stuff in my hands. <laughs> I look like a scarecrow. I'm all, all blown out. And I'm like, all right, half of my body's behind this tree. The other half sticking out and he's staring at me. And I'm just trying to be as still as possible. He's staring at me, staring at me. I'm like, all right, finally he puts down his head and he starts feeding. So I dip behind the tree, and there's a tree behind that that I put the rungs up against. And then I put the rest of the ladder down, grab my bow. I'm like, I got to get my binoculars out. You know, it was hailing and raining. I didn't pull them out because I just didn't want to have to deal with that, plus getting caught on all the, the ladder. So I pull them out of my bag, and I'm kneeling down, and I'm looking around the tree between, like, this vine on the other side and the tree. And I'm looking at him like, Dude, he might be a shooter. Like that's that's a good buck. And I dip back around. I'm like, shit. Like I gotta gotta get my arrow on everything. And I'm so close to this tree that I'm like fishing the arrow through. So I get the arrow on finally, 
And I'm like, all right, well, he's kind of screwing around over there feeding. I'll, I'll peek around again, see where he's at. So I peek around again, and I'm like, did, did I spook him at some point? Where is he at? And I keep looking around, looking around. I'm almost at the point of just giving up, like he's gone, you know. And I'm peeking around a little further. Dude, he snuck like 40 yards up on me. He's within 10 yards on the other side of this tree. He walked right towards me because he kept looking my way. He must have saw a little bit of movement, wanted to go check it out. And he's right there. He snorts, runs off. And I'm thinking, me, 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 whistle. <laughs> I'm like, do it again. That's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, this is happening all over again. Dude, almost happened within two days apart. That that would have been Unreal, wild. Dude. Unreal. But I, I'd say he was around Poping on 130 or so. He was he was a good buck. All you could do is laugh at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Man. I just yeah. laughed. I was just like, is this, is this serious? Learning experience, man. But yeah, I mean, that was a bit, pretty much the season. I got, I got a doe in, in uh, Ohio. I was sick of seeing does go by me. So got the doe in Ohio. Leave it to the Bushman. And then the uh, Bushman. I got two doe first day PA. So Beautiful. That, yeah, that's it for me. So Joe, freaking hell of a season. I got I to gotta be yeah. honest. Out of all three of you guys who we've heard stories from so far, season for the freaking books, man. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Hands down. No, I don't need that. It's been pretty pretty epic. Yeah. Five deer. I mean, Five, that's yeah. a pretty yeah, good pretty, season pretty for good, me. Pretty good. Heck yeah, man. All right. <sighs> Mr. Lane Baker, dude. You got a you gotta hell of a deer sitting on the table here, too. Oh, man. Still uh, unbelievable. Don't that, spare any details, bud. Yeah. Like I said, we Nobody did save the did. best for last here. Let's keep going, dude. Never too soon, never too late. <laughs> what was the first time you saw this deer? On oh camera, my. on the hoof, what? So, I hunt all all over the place, obviously. But it's kind of funny, like, I have properties by work for convenience, mm-hmm. and then I have properties by my house for convenience, days off. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so, like, I can go before work, if, you know, if I'm running late, or if I have to work that day, I can just head over towards work and hunt close to work. So, I... <laughs> Put out my tacticams because that's all I run anymore. Is the tacticam reveals. What's what's wrong with the spy points? Oh god! Don't get me started. <laughs> Check Please, the scout code for uh, tacticam. Um, we don't have one. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, we went on our elk hunt. Come back, of course, running a little bit behind schedule, frantic, getting cameras out and stuff. But it's all right. It's still, well, we're just leaning into October. But I go ahead and try to get some intel. I run, you know whatever my 10 favorite properties or eight or five whatever go out throw some out clear up towards clarion county start running the intel and uh i guess we can we'll back this up yeah, to rewind. 2019 of course getting some intel around home wanted to get some property around work i already had quite a bit of property but I had my eye on this one had some uh hidden ag fields way down the way 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 down the woods like just to look like a gem and after talking to some uh, landowners around, this is 2019, the year I killed that buck, we were in the quest hunt and everything mm-hmm. in place. I talked to a guy that I already had permission for quite a, we had quite a bit of property in the area that we already hunted already, had, uh, had, had to go ahead to hunt all his property. And this one section, uh, probably 80, close to 100 acres, and had some hidden ag fields. Well, the farmer had rights to farm the ag fields, but didn't own it. It's kind of like a lease just for just for ag rights. That's yep. it. And uh, I went to him. I said, listen, that caught my interest. I'd like to hunt the 
you know, not far off the fields, a little bit of the woods, and um, I could hunt. I already had permission from the, the gentleman uh, probably 200 yards off the fields and into the woods. There's like four, three or four different owners in this specific area. And uh, I went to the farmer that had uh, the rights to farm. He said, listen, I can't, I'm sorry, I, I can't give you permission to, you know, go in and hunt. Um, but here's who actually owns the property. And if you want to go talk to them. So, of course, I, I followed back to Onyx, uh, found the address, went straight to the house and was real close to where I work and spoke to the uh, the wife and she informed me that her husband the last two years has uh, got an illness, pretty bad one, and he's a huge hunter. And I was like, ah, oh, I thought this is probably over. Posted signs all over the pro- like all over the property, like the access where I could probably park and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in there or not. And so after talking to her for quite a while, she said, you know, my my husband has this illness. You know, he he hasn't been out in about a couple of years, but you know, he's He's a huge, he's been a huge hunter all his life. We've owned it for 20 plus years. He manages it for his deer and turkey. And you know what? He can't hunt anymore. Um, as long as you talk to the farmer that, you know, farms the, the fields, if they're good with it, I'm good with it. He said, perfect. I said, I, you know, I thanked him. And I'll ask him if there's anything I can do in return. Get, you know, shook their hand, you know, gave my contact info if they needed anything. Went back to the farmer, said, hey, listen, I talked to the actual owner. They said, it's good as long as you're good. Now, this is 2019. They said, yeah, if, as long as they're okay with it, I'm okay with it. So I started, you know, getting it, throwing cameras down there. Not really. I, I checked it out in 2019 a little bit. Still did not know. Talking, I have some friends that hunt around this area. And uh, after talking to them, you know, a lot of big bucks in the area. Um, I've, I've seen pictures of, you know, deer they've shot. I've hunted around the area, just never that specific spot. So I kind of, I was already hunting some big, Ryan and I were hunting some really, really great caliber deer around my house. So we just kind of focused on that. And I just put that on the back burner. Okay. I got permission, you know, we're good there. I'll maybe throw up some cameras late season. So we end up hunting around, you know, back towards my place. Shot my one buck, my, my buck in 2019, that real good deer that I had pictures of. So leading into 2020, we uh we went there threw some cameras up and after our elk hunt 2020 got back and just polluted the the area with cameras set started i I went crazy with tactic cams i mean after i bought probably five or so seeing how good them you know they they were treating me and you know i just started i I bought a ton of those and i started just polluting the whole property you know scouted real heavy and early right at right soon as we got back from elk uh, elk camp and I had I had some really good deer pop up, and I'm trying to think kind of date wise. I think it was the the last week of October. He showed up. I was hunting a uh, a right around of 150, 155 inch ten point, probably 10 to 15 miles away, not not too far. And I actually had a counter with that deer uh, in 2020. I started getting pictures of him like first week October, and I had a counter with him like third week october maybe second end of the second week october and uh just decided he was way too small <laughs> no no not at all at this point at this point i was super happy to put my tag on my I, I just i got him a pictures of that him that year uh or, or you know that was the first year i got pictures of that specific deer i was like man you know what i'd be real happy looked like a mature deer you know that's what i'm, I'm after from year to year i i, I you know i've just rely on natural resources, don't do the food plots, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I actually have some things in the works for the, the future with food plots, but 
yeah, I just rely on natural, you know, funnels, you know, oaks, obviously just always been that way and, and throwing cameras up and trying to get on, uh, on mature deer, older deer. And then that's when I focus on get my Intel for the year. You know, I usually three, four, five box focus on those deer and then hunt them. So we're in 2020. I get that picture, that 10 point, not far away. I focus on him like, man, I, I'd really like to shoot that deer. Wait for the right time. You know, I went in on a really, really uh, nasty rain, windy front, came in, and I walked the creek. I literally put my knee boots on. I walked the creek the whole way to my stand. And sure enough, just like everything, it was like laid out like the script. He Here he come at, you know, four o'clock, come right up this uh, draw. And being it's rainy, I have a ton of expensive camera gear in the tree with me. I put my umbrella above me. And when you know at about 30 yards as he was coming in, he looks right up at me. I'm like, oh man, you got to be kidding me! Uh, I remember that phone call. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, every, it was just like perfect, and of course, it couldn't have come that easy. I mean, heck, we're second week October, maybe, and here comes the uh, buck. That I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd put my tag on. He's a mature buck. He's a nice ten point, 150, 155 class. You know, here he comes, perfect, and then stops and looks right up at my my just enough wind to blow, make some noise on that uh, umbrella. Looks right up at me, and he turns. I have video of it. I perfect video of it and he turns and heads the other way i believe it was the day after that or two days after that that's when he showed up one eye (laughs) so i get a i get a picture uh i get a picture of this deer in a scrape in broad daylight like an hour before dark and obviously i'm talking to ryan I, i talk to my best friend dennis uh you guys know dennis dennis snow and uh he's a good dude yeah He's he's been like a dad growing up, and I share every experience with him and get get his opinion. Very knowledgeable uh, deer hunter. He's uh, shoots great great deer, hunted all over the world for whitetails. So I always rely on some of his information. And I sent him the picture. I said, "Man, look at this deer that I scouted prior to this the twenty twenty season. I scouted this whole property. I mean, there's giant rubs, there's funnels. Like I, I put some stands out, and you know, I was real excited to get this uh, this property just be for the fact that." I know one guy has hunted this specific area. You know what I mean? This this gentleman that now has kind of a you know has a sickness and doesn't hunt anymore. It's still posted. No one hunts it. You know, there's there's got to be some good deer in here. And I, and I was finding giant rubs. You know, scrapes tons of deer. I mean, I would I'd sit out there and just glass. You know, do a sit in the, in the summer, just glass the the bottom fields, and there'd be twenty thirty deer pour out. And so yeah, this this is gonna be good. So when this deer showed up, I'm like man instantly i'm like there's something wrong you know his face or his eye and we got to look and hear his uh his his left side had had no completely gone we didn't know you know it was gouged out or you know that's what we were assuming and we didn't know if there was a little bit of eye still left there maybe he was just blind so then we just he stayed on the farm there for a while we kept getting pictures and pictures so i just i quit hunting that that deer that was just that was a few miles up the road i quit totally quit hunting him like left a 150 50 class 155 inch deer to go chase a deer that i suspect be an old deer just looking at him he just looks like an old warrior so i start placing some some uh more cameras around more more stands and i strictly just kind of hunt the weather fronts and him and i kind of play cat and mouse the whole season and he uh he would he would come and go i'd have pictures of him for a week and then he would disappear and then a week later he'd show back up or two weeks later he'd show back up and that and that went on the whole uh season of uh the year 2020 and this deer that's sitting 
<laughs> right in front of me that I can't believe he uh, he caused me to eat my tag in 2020. Yeah, I, I made it. Uh, I you know I said you know what I'm going to focus on this deer. It doesn't it doesn't happen often. I mean, you know I knew he was a mature deer, and I, I told I told Ryan I told Dennis I said this is a deer I want to shoot. You know I I said he's an old warrior. I, I think he's been around for a while. I think he he runs this area, and uh, I want to focus on him. I, let's make it a game and let's do it. Let's let's dive into it. It was them goofy eyes. He was yeah. looking at y'all goofy. Yeah. yeah. I said, as long as we stay on his left side, I think I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the whole 2020, it was a cat and mouse game. Come, bow season come and gone, and, uh, you know, I have nothing. And, and that's, that's you know, bow season is everything to me. You know, I'm not a gun hunter. You know, I, I could care less about going. I mean, it's tradition. That's what I grew up doing, obviously, and going out with family and the com- camaraderie with every one of my friends. But, I wanted to really shoot with my bow. So I waited. You know, I hunted a little bit in rifle. I hunted down there in rifle. I actually had uh, Ryan give me a hand that year uh, doing some wind bumps, walking through some bedding areas where I, I assumed he may be and nothing. So and you'd always have that in the back of your mind. I mean, there, it is PA. There's hunters around. The next cross the road, it's, it's heavily hunted. On the, uh, the north side of the road, on that side, it's heavily hunted. One good thing, I, I know everyone, I keep in touch with everyone by text or call, and, you know, they'll keep me informed by, you know, year to year, season to season. So come, you know, bow season comes and gone, gun season, it, it comes and goes. I still have, I still have a tag. I, I have yet to see him. Um, I've had him a couple, I did have some pictures of him during gun season, and then he disappears, nothing. I think come uh, January, he pops up and just pictures rolling in of the buck I named One-Eye. I mean, all of January, he's every day, I mean, broad daylight. So I start hunting a little bit late season. Again, it's a cat and mouse game. You know, I'm, I'm kind of watching what he's doing, what, what weather movements he's, he's moving on, the wind, the pressure, everything, trying to, you know, put the puzzle together. So I watch him, you know, the late season comes and goes, and here I eat a tag. You know, it's like, I'm one of those guys, I, if I need meat, I'll shoot a doe. I, I have no problem. I'm not, you know, you know, I don't need to shoot a buck just to say I shot a buck. I just, that's, I've always been that way. I, you know, if I'm after one deer, a mature deer, I, I'm not going to shoot a small buck just to say I shot a small buck. That's yeah. just me. I, if I need meat, I'll shoot a doe and I'll be done with it. So, you know, I, I was kind of bummed out. I mean, I, I did. I wanted to shoot a good deer with my bow and who, who wouldn't be bummed out? You know, I let it go and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep focusing on this deer. So I, I had pictures. I'm clear up. I watched him in essentially 20, 21 leading uh, after january february march i watched him drop his horns i had pictures of him all through uh the winter i watched him shed his antler he showed up with his right side for probably two weeks with just his right side and then he lost it and i watched him with no antlers really that long yeah actually that's yeah. crazy how'd you know it was the same deer <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> dude that's awesome though yeah. like you can literally follow the story along and there's some deer you question it's like maybe it's the same deer, yeah maybe sure. it wasn't right yep. there's no doubt in your mind like yeah one eye, I mean. yeah i mean and he's got a name tag on willie yeah. willie <laughs> and this whole time it's like man i i really wish i would I, I i come here a lot sooner maybe two years prior even a year prior just to know this deer more yeah. like things like that drive me nuts like it's like i wish i would have known this deer from day one did you walk looking for sheds yeah i have okay. uh, i did like two or three times dan and i and addy we went and we looked all over the place and nothing i just couldn't find no could yeah. not find them and they're tough you know they they're, are you, it's like finding a needle in a haystack especially yeah. if you're looking for one pennsylvania is like stupid like it that is. Man. i don't it i don't is. understand it yeah Just squirrels <laughs> so They're gone in two days <laughs> yeah yeah so we go in 2021 we go on our uh our elk hunt 
yeah, we, we get back from our elk hunt, and uh, again, we're kind of running behind. I get cameras up, and kind of disappointing. The property is now owned by the farmer. That gives permission practically to everyone. So now the owner, the essential owner that the, the, the owner, uh, the farmer told me to go talk to, he no longer exists. He don't, they've signed off the rights to the whole property to the farmer. And the farmer, of course, wants the deer shot because the, the, um, crop they, damage. Correct. Yeah. So now it's in the back of my mind that this might never happen or, or maybe cause after March, about end of March, I pulled all my cameras and he kind of just went off, you know, I figured he'd be getting ready to get into his spring summer routine at that point. Um, and, and mind you, he's he's been summering about two miles away on a different farm, maybe a little bit further than that. He's uh, I got pictures of him from 2000. I do have a picture from 2019 in Velvet. Uh, he was up about two and a half miles on a different farm he summered in with just one eye. That's how I've always been able to That's identify. so crazy, man. That long his, he's been. Yeah, and, he, and yeah. his main beams that yeah. swoop up. He's a yeah. heavy deer. Right. You know, he never grew his left uh, brow tine. He just had a, a, an inch brow tine on his left side. So he's very, um, very identifiable. Well, he didn't need an eye guard because he didn't have an eye on that side. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> what did he need to guard? No wonder it's, right, it got right, taken out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and, and through that whole season, I had some great, like, them couple years, I, I hunted or put cameras out. I had some great deer. Ryan and I, we have a deer we named, uh, you know, Tall Brow or Goal Post. He has... He has 10, like 19 10, different names. <laughs> yeah. He, he has like 10 inch brow times. And we always said like, wonder if that's the deer that's, cause there's other deer down there that has one eye. We, we, yeah. we found a doe. Yeah. We, really? found, we found another buck with one eye. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, is this tall brow when they're going, you know, head to head? Is it's this the same property? Yes. Yeah. It's genetics. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that one yeah. eye. So I said, is this, <laughs> right. So I said, is this tall brow fighting with them? And, you know, poking, you know, poking their eyes. What eye. a dick. Either that or there's a really angry spike. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now this this farm, I mean, we have a lot of... Gouger, not tall brow. <laughs> <laughs> so dick. not only do we have one eye, we have four or five other bucks that are well above Pope and Young, like beautiful deer. And it's like, man, this farm is really producing. Like this guy must have done something right and just, you know, kind of watch what he shot. You know, it was one guy that owned the property, and he, from what I, my understanding, he was the only one that hunted. He didn't let anyone on the property. So leading into uh, the 2021 season, I heard that the property all got transferred to the farmer. I was super disappointed, and after our elk hunt, I went walking down in there. I found some fresh stands, and I got really bummed out. I'm like, man, this is... You haven't talked to him or anything about that? Like, Not really. See, the uh, the, the actual owner, he his uh, condition is pretty bad. Okay. So he's like nursing home the whole night. Oh, you no. know, he has yeah, to really bad. be monitored. And yeah, so it's pretty tough. I mean, unfortunate. So talking to the farmer, you know, there's nothing. His hands are tied. You know, that I'm trying to lease the property right now. I'm going to talk to him this summer again one more time, trying to lease the whole entire property. But at this point, 2021, my hands, are, you know, his hands are tied. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, yeah. whoever hunts it is going to get in there and hunt it. It's a tough misconception with farmers. They think the more people that hunt it, the more deer are going yeah, to die. When right. really Correct. all it's doing is just more damage, and the deer are just going to eat more of your crops at nighttime. Correct. That's all that's going to happen. Yep. It sucks. If you guys could commit like six doe tags to it, yeah, just be like, we'll kill six does. Dude. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? Honestly, and I'm not a I'm not a huge doe hunter. Like, I'll shoot what I can eat, and my family can eat. I, I'm not just going to show go shoot a bunch of deer for the heck of it. I, I mean, I love the hunt, but there's a lot more to it. There's hunters for the hungry too, man. You can donate. Them. I don't. I donated him. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Good for so, you, man. Yeah. Proud of you. So uh, 
I I had all the meat. I, I try to shoot my doe later, and I'll shoot a smaller one, hoping it's not bred, because um, mature doe can bring a buck like that past me. Exactly. I'm, I've always been that way. I don't shoot my doe too unless it's really early, like sep- end of September, beginning of October, the first week. Then I have no problem with that. Or the first couple weeks of October when that's the best time to shoot a doe or the, the late season because, heck, a doe can bring it right, you know, a buck like that right by you. But getting back on track – 2021 i go in there after our elk hunt i get all my cameras put out i'm like please show up like so a week goes by nothing you know another week nothing and middle october i get a big deer but it's a it's a kind of a distance away like 30 yards from the camera I'm like you think his his main beams are swooping up you think it could be him you know we talk every day it's like you think it's hit and then uh was it night or daylight daylight broad daylight okay and i and i haven't stepped on this property maybe one or one or two times I, this year I, I kind of trying to put the puzzle together from the last two seasons like watching when he's showing up talking to guys and you know around the area that's because there is another couple guys that had pictures of him uh, a mile two miles away you know just trying to put everything together when this deer's moving what you know what he he favors you know pressure wind weather whatever it may be I did notice on nasty fronts, whether it's rain or snow, this deer would show up in the daylight. And I really messed up in, well, when we get that snow, first or second week in November? I think it was second week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Second week in November. I think it was second week, yeah. So I had, I, I, looking back on it. Oh, had, that's when we went to Ohio. We right. had that snowstorm. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. So like the I had maybe two pictures of this deer, two or three pictures of this deer in October, but I can never say, okay, that's 100% him. It was always kind of further. And mind you, I have cameras all over the property. And talking to another guy, I, I, I talked to another guy uh, that has a tree, just put tree stands in there. I ended up figuring out uh, whose stands they were, and I, I made contact with the guy. Here he had, he put a camera in there in August, and he had pictures of him in velvet. And he had wow. pictures, yeah, and he had pictures of a nine point that I believe he's related to. I believe it's, uh, you know, one of his offspring. And it also had him in velvet. So transfer some pictures, got him in velvet in August. And so now I know in the back of my mind, he's, he made it to August and he's still on the property. So I'm thinking maybe he just did, he's getting older. Maybe he's just going to stick around. He ain't going to summer two miles, three miles away. So now fast forward, I get maybe two, three pictures in October that I can't really, sh- I'm, I'm looking to see if, does he have one eye? Is that, is that him or is it that nine point or is it one of those other deer that I had? So boom, here comes the snowstorm. I hunt, I hunt morning time, being it's a front. Mind you, I maybe hunted three or four times on the property all of October, just waiting for that right moment. So there's that snowstorm. I hunt the morning, seen some really good deer, no one eye. And if you if you went back through my SD card, through all the hunts, you'll you'll hear me start up. Well, we're at, we're we're here after one eye. Uh huh. Probably not going to show up, but we're here and we're after one deer, and that's it, one eye. If you went through all my SD cards, you, you, that's like my intro is talking about this deer. And uh, in the back of my mind, it's just like, this is never going to happen. Like, this deer, we played cat and mouse of the 2020 season all season. I, I really thought that was my year to shoot him. And he, he played the game and he, he played his cards right. And he knew, it was like he knew when I was there and when I wasn't there. So, here we are on that cold, on that uh, snow front, second, what, second week in November? Yeah. I hunted the morning. I decided, I was like, you know what? I, I sat here all day. It was, it was kind of like in between a heavy, wet snow. I got drenched. 
didn't put my umbrella up. I got drenched. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hunt till noon. I'm going to go home, spend some time with uh, Dana, spend some time with Addy, do some stuff with them. And I'm sitting there at about four, about 20 after four, my, my phone starts going off. The tactic cams are the deer just rolling in. I have a half rack that uh, I've seen one eye with. Mind you, just prior to this, Ryan and I seen the deer both north and south directions. We are watching him in the evenings uh, about a mile and a half to two miles away in both the north and south directions on totally different farms where people hunt quite a bit. That's interesting. So we've, we've seen him in – and it's funny because the one night we seen him in the dark – and I shine a light on him, and only one eye shine. And I, <laughs> I, I, I grabbed stop the car. I grabbed Ryan. I'm shaking. I'm like, could it be? Because we just prior to this, the same night we seen a deer, the same thing. I shine. Only one like, eye right shine. Eye or is that a deer? Well, listen. <laughs> just prior to that, in the same night, we're about a mile and a half away in the in the southern direction, and we seen a deer that had one eye. I'm like, could it? We go nuts. This is this was prior to seeing him. I put my binos on him. It's like a 100 inch eight point. I'm like, that ain't him. Mm-hmm. And, but if he has one eye, it's the same, same line, everything. Side everything. Yeah, everything. Wow. I'm like, dude, really? what the yeah. heck? Then we see a doe. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. One eye. Yep. So then we go towards uh, the north and again, we see a deer with one eye. Well, just only one eye shine. I'm like, at this point, I, I got excited, but I'm like, well, it might be another deer. Get that. And sure enough, it's him. He's out there. And I'm like, this is kind of really when we. Well, he's still alive. This is really when everything hit him. Like, man, he is still here. This was in October, I think, mm-hmm. towards the yeah. end of October. Yeah. So at that point, I guess we did know he was still in the area, but I did have pictures of him, like them two or three pictures, but couldn't really identify. Say, yeah, that's 100% him. They were just too far from the camera. So then that snowstorm came the second week of November. I hunted till noon, got out of there, and, of course, he showed up 20 yards from my stand at 20 after 4 in the evening. So if I would have hunted all day, I would have probably had it. Not saying I would have killed him, but I would have shot, had a shot at him with my bow. Wind was perfect that night for that st- setup, and uh, yeah, he showed up with two other bucks, broad daylight, and stayed right in the uh, the bottom uh, bean field, right in front of my uh, my stand. See if you just taken advice on Joe an here theory. and told your wife and kid that no, you didn't have time for him. <laughs> oh my god, you can't tell a little kid you got no time. Oh, no, definitely not at Listen, that, and that's yeah, and that's that's another like not. I spent a lot of time with her. I mean, you know, leads back to me growing up. You know, I never really had anyone to uh, take me outdoors. It was me, you know, kind of teaching myself and relying on people, like sitting there relying on people to take me. When is, you know, my uncle or when is, you know, Dennis going to take me? You know, and that's a really shitty feeling. So I know. I ha- I've actually went out I, I, my whole entire life. I've went out by myself and taught myself. You know, I never had that figure to, you know, teach me. And uh, not don't want anyone to feel bad for me. I'm just saying that's how it is. And, you know, it brings me back to Addie. Like, I'm not ever going to leave her, you know, sitting. When is, you know, he going to be there to do this? So, no, I spent a lot of time with her and, and just waiting on my right time to hunt this deer. You know, he, I've learned a ton. This deer has taught me so much as a whitetail hunter in general. Like, man, just he's humbled me. You know, be be humble going into everything. You know, every every deer is so different in in, in mo- many different ways. And uh, so, after that, uh, you know, that no evening of uh, 
I, I could tell you the date if I looked it up. It was, like I said, second week in November that snowstorm came. And sure enough, I, I kicked myself for it. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I love spending time with, uh, you know, the family. But, man, I was like, if I was just in the stand, you know, I would have got a great shot. He's broadside. My, that's the terrible thing about cell cams. They're sending me all these pictures. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh, if I was. Sure. like, yeah. You know what? I'm pretty sure that was the 14th. That was the uh, first Sunday you could hunt. The only Sunday in archery. You're right. That's 100%. Oh, shit. I was he's out that day. He's 100% right. It yep. was it was the first Sunday you could hunt because that was in the back of my mind, too. I'm like, he's out on a Sunday. He thinks we can't hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. You were yeah. 100% yeah. right. It's funny. It was, that's when we were in Ohio. I was supposed to hunt that Saturday. I didn't hunt the Saturday. I texted him. I was like, oh, dude, yeah. I'm going out in the morning, Sunday. He was like, yep. okay. I was supposed to hunt Saturday. I had this buck come through. Sunday wasn't the day for me, but Saturday would have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stud. Yeah, Ryan, show me the picture right now. 11, 14, 20, 21. Yeah. Yep, he's he's broad daylight, 20 yards Damn. in front of my stand. Damn. Just on a side note, I was thinking, I've seen that do you picture. think that maybe... That was a cold day. Maybe cold. Uh, the fact that he had one eye made him harder to hunt, like he was more skittish, he was wiser. And I know he was an old buck, but you think that maybe... The one eye thing had something to do with. Yeah, you gotta think about it. You know, deer are more weary when you know the winds higher or you know conditions aren't right for their senses. You know, so he is lacking in in vision. So you think that maybe he was a little more skittish. He was a little little wiser. Yeah, you know of that? that's that's actually really good thought. I thought of that. You know, did he already know that he had a disadvantage against predators against Maybe. us? Yeah. Um, you know, really taking that into account, like when should I move? Like, you know, so yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really good question. I thought of everything with this deer. I mean, when I thought I was gonna kill him, it was when he would do something totally different. You know, it was like, oh man, I'm I'm finally honed into him. I'm gonna shoot this deer. You know, I, I'm I'm playing my cards right. I'm not touching the farm like. Uh, the first year I hunted him, I hunted him a little too hard. I'll be very honest. Uh, I hunted him on wrong days. I, you know, just I, I went a little too hard on him, and and that's why I played my cards. Like there was days that I just I'm not gonna go in there. I'm not even gonna touch a farm on this wind, on this you know weather front, or or on. This. I just I barely hunted the farm. I really did. I I didn't hunt that much, just for the fact I went through all his pictures and all the data over the years. I would just sit and just study them, just trying to figure it out. And he was never really patternable, so to suppose, so to speak. He just, it was really weird. Other than a, a really bad front, and I actually I did miss something in in the last week October, we had a rainstorm. Yeah, just rained for two or three days straight. The first day it rained, he showed up with another buck out in the beans. The beans were that transition from green to yellow. He chased a buck off the field. I have a picture of him. That's the first day I could identify it was a hundred percent him. On the property, Ryan and I did see him, but that was the first time I got picture of him was uh, that I could say, "Yep, that's one eye. He is here." Was the last I believe it was the last week October, and he was chasing a, a deer off the field. It was a pouring down rainstorm. So then you fast forward to that snowstorm the second week or uh, November. I hunted till noon. Decided to sit out the evening because movement wasn't too too great in the morning. I was soaked, and uh, of course he showed up. I'm like, man, that what what am I gonna do to kill this deer? Like, is it ever gonna happen? So I hunted, I think, the next day and then maybe the next day after that just because he's there. And no sign. A 150-inch nine-point come out. We had pictures up from the year before. The, the actually same deer I have velvet pictures of. He came out into the bean field. I think I might have sent you guys the picture. He was lip curling, mouth wide oh, yeah, open. Dude, yeah. Stud. Yeah. yeah, stud deer. And 
and and I had a couple encounters with that class of deer the year before and this season. It's like, and always in the back of my man, mind when they're coming in, like the excitement's there, but I'm like, it's not one eye. It's not him. I, I just, you know, my sights were set on this deer that I'm suspecting could be six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Who knows? I mean, a property that not really anyone's hunted on that I believe this deer uh, is the king of this property, um, rules this area and knows how to live. He, he's been around, you know, he uh, he knows how to escape. He has his funnels, you know, when rifle comes in, where to go to, to get away from, you know, things that could, you know, put him out. The predators, humans, you know, all the vehicles like this deer's been around. So, definitely, um, I hunt the rest of November just on the weather fronts and uh, the right wind directions. I think I got two or three very, very little pictures of him through hunting season. Very little, maybe, maybe a handful, maybe two handfuls, but not like 2020. Nothing like 2020. I got tons of pictures of him then. So it's kind of in the back of my mind, man, you got new hunters in here that's hunting the property. You got hunters across the road. You know, he's barely showing up. Like, this might be my last year, maybe my shot. If I don't shoot him this year, I don't think I'll get another. Mind you, from what we were trying to see on the cameras, it looked like he dropped 10 inches. Height, maybe a hair width, but his, he kept his mass. Um, we could tell he, we thought, didn't know about the, he busted the one side. Cause if you look at the other pictures, his, they swoop way further up, um, his end of his main bead. So we're thinking he lost eight to 10 inches of, of antler. So I'm like, man, he's on the downfall. Like whether he's going to die of old age or someone's going to shoot him. Like there's a lot of, uh, factors playing in, you know? So then bow season comes and goes. I'm like, man, we, we had two or three other deer, uh, actually a deer showed up that's like, it's a 12 i think it's a 12 point has all kinds of crazy i don't you guys i sent you pictures of it had the one uh antler i i found in uh rifle season of 2020 has has points on inner on the inner side of the main beam has a bunch of points going up oh, yeah. that buck showed up this year okay yeah really, that really cool deer yeah that really deer cool showed deer. up this year he he's 150 class if he if he lives till next year he's gonna blow up he's gonna be a very big deer could be another offspring of his but a lot of points just a lot of Really nice deer. So yeah, bow season comes and goes. I'm like, man, this this is this is terrible. I, I, you know, I'm a bow hunter, I'm not a rifle hunter. You know, I'm gonna go out, but again, it's like in the back of my mind, like I'm never gonna shoot this deer. Like this is this has been a cat and mouse game. I mean, this deer's had my number, and it's just not gonna happen. I mean, he he's winning the game, that's for sure. So come uh, come rifle season, I hunt there the first day. And uh, I see some deer, you know, doe. I see a couple little bucks, nothing, you know, nothing major. You know, a couple days go, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big rifle hunter, so I, I miss a couple days. And then Ryan and I plan for uh, December 1st. That was our next days where we both have off to, to go out. And I save this one bedding area. I have my cameras around that. I've had him going in and out of all the entire time I've hunted this area he's gone in and out it's a it's about the size of a football field the way I describe it mm -hmm. and it's a big rectangle and holds deer he, uh Ryan we 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 walked through it one year la or one time um in 2020 I had Ryan go around the edge wind bump and then I had him walk right down through the center of it and he probably kicked 30 deer out and it was they were all doe that I could see it was all doe I mean the farm definitely needs to shoot some doe off the farm 
polluted with deer. Where'd you say this was again? <laughs> Farmer lets everyone hunt. You he went looked to... directly at us when he said, right? He need shot. <laughs> I, I did. You need a man for the job? I need, I need to get the headlands down there oh, boy. For, for one Dope day. Patrol. No more than one day. No I've more seen, than I've one seen day. what they do in one day, so no more than one day. But no, so yeah, this one bedding area I really focused on. I always waited because I didn't want to push it out really four or five times in rifle and jeopardize him sneaking out to one side and going onto another property. That's right. always in the back of my head. Am I going to push it to someone else or wind bump it to someone else? So here we are December 1st, and I talked to Ryan and said, let's do it. We need to do that. We need to do it. We need to walk through or wind bump that uh, that specific bedding area. Not still I knew he was in the area, but did I think he was in there? No, I did not know if he was in there, whatever. So we got a plan together. Ryan and I, first thing in the morning, we went and checked out just north of that half mile on a, on another property where he could be. I had Ryan walk around some, some thickets and seen some doe. So then we decided to go right down there where, where I've been hunting and put Ryan on one side. Got The wind was perfect. And I dropped down the on the other side right by my one stand and once I got set up and everything I, I told I gave Ryan to go ahead and the wind like I said the wind was perfect blowing from him to me so he he got down there just moved real slow kind of quiet got down in there and I could see deer feeding actually in the thicket just kind of milling around on the shrubbery in the actually thicket and so I was oh I don't know 150 to the east in a tree stand and something clicked. I'm like, why am I here? I, I should not be here. I should be on the other side of the funnel where I can cover both sides instead of this side. I can only cover the one side of the funnel and right. that's it. So if they sneak out on the other side, I'm not getting anything where if I'm, if I just not being lazy, just go and walk another hundred yards, I can cover both sides with a rifle. So it just cl- it, it clicked. It clicked with me. I'm like, man, I need to get down. And he was already walking into it. Yeah. He called I, down the radio. He's like, stop. Don't move. Yeah. I have deer. And then next thing you know, he's like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I, I see deer in the thicket. I I climb down my uh, my hang on really fast, and I I book it to get to this hillside. That it, it, there's two ravines, and now I can cover both sides. So no matter where a deer slips out, I'm, I can cover it. I get up there and I can see seven or eight doe just milling around in the thicket. I call him back. I said, I go ahead. I scoped all of them. I I, I don't I don't see any horns on any of them. Go ahead, keep coming through. So he comes through. And uh, real slow, just kind of wind bumping more or jumping out of his bed. And them deer start to hear him or smell him. They start to go. I end up having maybe 10 or so, 12, 15 doe come out. And they went right on the left, the west side of me, which I would have never seen unless I got out of my stand. So it's already working out. I'm like, so maybe two minutes after them doe snuck out, I caught, I caught glimpse of, of a, just a big deer straight ahead of me, about 80 yards in the thicket just moving back left and right to, to see it. And I see horns. I see just a big frame. That's all I see is a big frame. And I get my scope up and it's turned the whole way on from me sitting in my tree seat. And I had it cranked the whole way up because looking at the heads of the other deer I'd right. seen. I'm like, oh my gosh. I pull it down. I turn it the whole way down to like, I think it's a three, three by nine, four by 12, something like that. I just got the scope and turned the whole way down. And this deer's just sneaking through and he had a limp. And he's just coming right at me. Still at this point, I had no clue. And he's just, he's sneaking. He's not running. Like I said, we didn't plan to run through it, screaming, you know, just, he's just sneaking through, just getting out of there. He's bumped. Mm-hmm. And he's coming right at me. At this point, I don't know. He's, he's closing from 80, you know, 60, 50. 
and he gets to like 40 yards and and now he's out kind of out of the shrubbery I can see his frame like my gosh that's a nice deer is it him and I have my scope on his head I'm like looking like his his you know his his end of his uh, main beam swoops up I'm looking I'm, I'm and I'm like, I think it's actually him. Like in the back of my mind, it's like, no way, it's not him. Just from, you know, what we've, you know, the history we've had. Like, you know, this deer has dodged me. This, this can't be happening right now. And he's coming right at me. I mean, he was gonna run me over. He gets to about 30 yards, and at this point, I'm like, this. I think, I think this is actually one eye. I, I really do. And I went from his head, because that's when my the scope was literally focused on his head, just trying to see, looking at his eye, looking at his, and I go straight down to his chest, and I just took a deep breath, and, and I pulled the trigger right right where the neck meets his chest, and he never ran, he never did anything, kind of flinched, and turned turned and started headed west, still at the same pace, a limp, just walking, like, gee, did I did I hit the deer? Like I racked another one. I'm like, Oh my goodness. And he goes at probably 30 yards and starts to get down on his front legs. And of course I shoot again, just to be sure I want to, I want to put him out as quick as humane as possible. And I don't want him to suffer by any means. So I, I aim right, right for his rib cage. And I shoot again, mind you, he's maybe 40 yards. And I don't, I don't think I actually hit him the, uh, the second time, to be honest. I don't think I hit him the second time because when I was shooting, he dropped. He was on his knees, and he kind of fell onto his butt. You sure he dropped? You weren't just shaky? Oh, I was shaky. Oh, I was shaky. So then the only thing I can recall is, you know, he, he right when I shot, his, his back end fell down. So he's kind of laying where they get on their elbows, and then yeah. the rest of them, like, kind of falls. So I shoot. You know, he falls down, and, you know, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. And still at this point, I'm like, it could be that nine point because he resembles him a lot. It could be the other deer um, with all the points. It resembles him a lot. His main beam swoop, which I believe is his offspring. I take off running straight towards that deer. I mean, I'm getting up there as fast as I can. And his left side's on the ground. It's that down. And I jump over him. I pull his rack. I already seen his rack. I'm like, it, like in my mind, it's him. But I instantly pulled his head up and looked at his left side to look at that eye. And that's when I just, I lost it. I seen his eye, no, had no, you know, just, just a hole in his, his, his left side. And that's when you dug it out with a spoon. <laughs> told everybody yeah, the story. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when it hit. I mean, I, I ejected my last shell. I had one, I had three in my gun. I ejected my last shell. I threw my gun, like literally had no cares. Just like kind of not threw it in the air, but just kind of let shoot it shoot that go. again before next yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let it fall <laughs> on the, scope, huh? let it fall on the ground. It actually yeah. in, cause I have another story for that. It's still on. <laughs> I let it, I let it fall on the ground and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a hold of Ryan and I'm at this point. I have tears running down tell. my face. Yeah. You could tell the emotion. I coming mean, I have. I'm I'm a wreck at this point. I mean, a deer I've hunted this long and, and it, this age, uh, this caliber. I'm just I'm a wreck. I've never been like that. Rather, maybe my first deer with a bow ever when I was very very young. I'm just I'm I'm going nuts and I'm I'm like Ryan, it's him. Like I'm going nuts on, and he's like it's I'm one. coming, I'm coming, and Ryan wasn't far behind this deer. I can actually see orange. He couldn't see him, dude. I, uh, yeah, right. I could see orange behind his antlers dang near as he was coming through. I could just see like Ryan coming through like he wasn't far at all. And he was, he knew the game. Like he was slipping out. Hey, there's trouble coming. I'm just going to sneak out real yeah. quiet and slow. And he came, he ran right into me. 
a little disappointed it was with a rifle. Really wanted to shoot him with a bow. Just what are you supposed to kinda do? Kind of something I had with him. I, I really wanted to shoot him with a bow. But, you know, the way everything was falling in, you know, there's other hunters on the property. This deer's old. I, I, yeah. I don't know how much longer I have. So that's, you know, did I really want to shoot with my bow? Yeah. But I couldn't be happier. You know, <laughs> like I said, everything set in when I was up there with him. I, I called Dennis right after I talked to him. I called Dennis right away. And uh, Dennis has been hunting a lot with his, uh, his son Easton. They were just getting ready to head out um, for the day hunting. Or no, he was getting ready to pick Easton up from school. He was by himself. And I couldn't even talk. <laughs> he answers like, what's up, man? And I'm, <laughs> he's like, you got him, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, dude, he's laying, he, he's laying right here and he's, I'm just a wreck, man. Tears are just running down my face. I tried calling my wife a million times. She's sleeping. She just got off night shift. I'm waking, this is like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was, I'm waking her up, calling her. She didn't answer. She ended up getting back to me like an hour later, but yeah, I just, I couldn't believe, I, I still cannot believe he's here laying on the table right now. I never thought it'd happen. I, I thought I would get that that text or that picture from someone else or i'd see him you know you got hit on the road that terrible you know message mm -hmm. that you know your, your deer's dead or you know the neighbor shot him or he got hit on the road i, I never thought it would come together like it did and i, I just i couldn't it's be crazy. happier crazy how it all yeah. works out that's i told i told lane when i finally made it up to him like after we celebrated and whatnot i told him that like after he told me to stop right from the beginning of the drive really once I got to the wood line, I saw I had that that cardinal fly over my over my right oh, shoulder, yeah. land on a branch. Now in my head, now I think of cardinals as like that's you know that's my uncle Matt. Absolutely, they, dude. they symbolize yeah. you know somebody coming and checking in. So on you. yeah, my my game plan was to go into the woods like five yards and cut left, and then make just like a hard zigzag back to my right. But I I saw that cardinal and I looked. And it flew to the right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to follow him. <laughs> and then, I, I honest to God, I, when he shot, I wasn't probably more than 40 yards in the woods. And just prior to him shooting, I, I saw something jump through the through the one thicket. And then a couple seconds later, he shoots. And I'm like, What well, did you think when you heard the shotgun? Well, well I'll, I'll say yeah. this. Over Terrible. the years, especially, especially in rifle, like, don't get me wrong. It gets really hard. You get 150 class deer or bigger coming into you, and you're hunting one. It's hard passing these deer or quit hunting like that. Mm -hmm. That deer that I quit hunting that was you know 10 or 15 miles away. I quit hunting that big mainframe 10 point 150 class. He showed up at the next for the next week and a half, all of November. I could have went in there and and, and had a very good opportunity to kill that deer. Yeah, because I he remember he, he was daylighting like every day. Yes, he was daylighting every day, hitting a scrape, and I refused. This deer showed up, and I totally quit hunting that deer, saying that this deer was a much more mature deer than that deer. If yeah. that deer makes it next year, he's going to be 160, 170 class and just be an absolute giant. I'm like, I'm going to stop hunting him. He's a younger deer. I'm going to just focus on. So, like, that's what I was doing. I mean, it, it's tough to do that when you, you know, you oh. you fall into this. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I get it. Yeah. I have a tough time passing yeah. 100 inch deer. You know, yeah. I know your pain. So I told Ryan, I said, before we going into this, and he knew the, even the prior season, I told him before, I said, you know, 
if you hear that gun go off, you know what deer it is. Oh, and yeah. I told him that before. I, yeah. I you, he can he can vouch for it. Before we walked in, I said, if you hear my gun go off, you know what deer it is. It wasn't a, with well, a rifle. It wasn't a doe. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was, well, the first thing the first thing that rogue. came through my mind, I was like, well, the only person that'd be sitting there right now is is Lane, and the only thing he's shooting at is a buck, and it's either one eye or just something that just. Just, just it's totally disgustingly like off huge. the wall, two hundred inch deer that just like, <laughs> yeah. like just showed up out of the blue. But yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, uh, did this just happen?" And then next thing you know, on the radio, it's one eye. I got one. You know, freaking out. And I'm like, and you could tell like the emotion. Yeah, like I already knew what was going on down there. Just, yeah. just from his. Well, voice. he told you he was like, "Dude, if oh. I kill one, it's gonna be that." Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was really planning on my next step was uh, wait until late season. And relying on the food. Yep. Um, as soon as it got cold and uh, after Christmas, I was really going to hit him hard again and, and hunt them ag fields because he predominantly stayed uh, on this farm. I mean, he become a homebody and the king of this farm. I have a question mm-hmm. about that, like a like a very serious question about that. Have you like so you sent in his teeth to get aged? Correct. I actually just uh, sealed his teeth today in the envelope, and it is sent out to deer age today. And how do you what do, what are you thinking he is? I believe that. He's minimum six and a half. Okay, yeah. So I wouldn't that, be surprised if he come back seven and a half, eight and a half. Okay, so you're, you're kind of on the six and a half train. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the theory where like four-year-olds are hard to kill, five-year-olds become damn near impossible, but then six-year-olds for some reason become homebodies? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, and like I said, just reading things. Just like you, you talking about him. Like he sounds like a total homebody. Mm-hmm. He, he might might have been because Joe was talking about he was trying to be safe because he had the one eye and whatnot. But it, that was a couple of years. Do you think maybe that he was six years old just because of – I mean I've heard that from so many different people. Like six-year-olds yeah. become homebodies. Correct. And then you'll read like uh, Deer H has some good literature on their site and you guys can check it out. Um, but they – you know and talk – you know reading Don Higgins stuff and all these uh, biologists. You know their prime – a whitetail's prime is, is between five and a half and six and a half years old at their prime. That's body weight and, and antler growth is five and a half, between five and a half and six and a half years old. And then they can start to decline after six and a half. The year prior, I believe, like I said, he had 10, eight to 10 inches on him and he declined. And that's why I'm saying I believe he is in his mass. He's carried his mass ever since I've known him and, and had pictures of him from the guys from 2019. He's carried his mass. Um, he was taller, maybe a little bit wider, um, kind of always had the same, you know, frame and everything. But yeah, that's kind of, I truly believe that he's going to be six and a half or like Dennis, he believes he could be pushing eight and a half or, or bigger. I've watched this deer in fields with doe in November in rut when other doe are chased. He has no desire. I've really? watched him with multiple doe, no desire out in fields, you know, in the evenings or at night around a bunch of doe and rut. There's other deer chasing doe, no desire. He just feeds. Yes. Just, just, he I think I honestly, correct. Yeah. I honestly think he's on survival mode and, you know, leave me the hell alone. Bucks, leave me the hell alone. Just, I want to, you know, finish out my time here. This is my home. I don't want to deal with any other deer. This is it. Mm-hmm. So, he still managed to break off the tip of his main beam. Yeah, right. he did. He yeah, did. We, we lost about three or four inches on that. That wasn't by choice. That was self-defense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Self-defense. He yeah. took someone else's eye out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, guys, like. We are we're, we're so far up there on time. I don't even care right now. That was a killer episode. But like, Holy seriously, shit. every single one of the stories 
you guys are so easy to talk to. There's no pulling the, the story out of you. You guys are really detailed, every one of you. I love that about you guys. Like, that's why you guys keep coming back and you keep telling the stories. Like, this, we could have very easily made this episode an hour and a half. Oh. But it's not. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't want to rush stuff like this. Like, you want to hear all of those details. You want to get every bit of that story out. And I love that. Yeah, I feel bad for the people that, that really don't get to experience this. And I always, you know, I'm, I'm open arms. If someone needs to go out and, and needs that kick or needs a learning, I'd be glad. I have open arms. I, I didn't have anyone growing up. I have open arms. If someone needs something, you know, that's a weapon, anything, or point in the right direction, reach out. You know, listen, I love, you know, Joe's story, Ryan's story. I mean, every meaning to these deer. I mean, it's not like we just go out and first deer walks in front of us and shoot. And there's no really, I mean, there's always a great story. And, you know, that's, that's like my life. You know, this is a part of my life. Like, and, and I enjoy it. So, man. There's Guys. nothing better in my mind. No, yeah, good luck finding the drug is good. Yeah, seriously yeah. though, right? Yeah, honestly, yep. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, all of you, even Chuck. I mean, we've already heard your story. Yeah, yeah, it's old news right now, but like <laughs> <laughs> each one of you guys, honestly, I, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on, telling the story, sharing all of the emotions, sharing everything. Like I couldn't have asked for a better episode 100. Honestly, oh, man, oh I man, it does mean a lot I to us. Being a part of it, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, that's so awesome, man. You guys will forever be a milestone in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask one more thing. I know this is going long, but like, and it, and it can be short. It, you know, you guys don't have to make it very long, but like you guys have all had a phenomenal season and I'm including you in this too, Chuck. Ooh, it's going to okay. be a little four point thing. What was the one thing that kind of stuck out in your mind that you learned from this season? We'll start with Chuck because he's mm. the whole way over there. We're going to bring him the whole way back around. <laughs> Sorry, okay. buddy. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to be included. In I this. know. I know. But well, I mean, I feel like you've all had learning experiences this this fall. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, listening back to the episode we recorded 99, you know, the biggest thing that that I learned is, you know, every single minute, every single second counts. Every single moment that you are in the woods, you need to be, you know, laser focused on what you're doing to get it done and sometimes the difference can be made like in my situation and you know what and maybe it's fate in a way that's playing a trick or a funny game because in my situation when i had this joe's buck here in front of me every little event that led up to my situation that put me in the woods late was the reason i didn't kill the deer and then in joe's situation he had all these little things that went wrong that put him in this exact spot he needed to be in to get it done. Yeah. And it's funny how that worked. But in my situation, I learned that, you know, you can't take every minute for granted. Like me just hanging a trail camera before I climb my tree. You know, it took four to five minutes to do that real quick. Had I not done that, my bow would have been in my hand. So from that point on, like I said, you know, every action has a consequence. Yeah. That's solid, man. Good answer. Yeah. Solid, man. Yeah. Yep. Joey? I mean, I, I could agree with that fully because same thing, you know, like I was, I've been beating myself up even during the Ohio hunt that maybe if something would have went differently, I could have had that second buck. But uh, one thing I noticed during the season that I was doing, I was just relying on some old information on old stands and I was just going through the motions and then... The night that I had Charles's buck come through 50 yards and Russ ended up seeing those three deer, I started thinking, I'm like, 
I'm not putting any of my knowledge that I've learned over the years into any of this. I'm just going off of old stands, old incidences that, that brought me to success. And it's not a bad thing to do that, but you, it's during the rut. You got to start thinking, how are the deer going to react? Where are they going to be going through? And that's kind of what led us to, you know, getting Charles's deer. You know, they're going to be pushing around slashes. They're going to be, you know, in the thick shit, chasing around. And I started putting some of that knowledge that I put off the side for some reason into it, you know. And that's what drug me back to this buck. You know, it's a thicker, nastier area. It's back in there. There's going to be deer cruising. And it's one of those things, like, you can't just base all your knowledge on little things. Like, you got to have a full range like Lane got it all together. Like he got everything, you know, like he, he's got like this crazy, I, I swear you probably go into one of his rooms in his house. He has like posters everywhere. Like, <laughs> like a crazy maniac with schizophrenia, you know, like I found a track here, like, <laughs> like a beautiful mind, you know, and there's right. like all this stuff going on. Yeah, and, and that's like kind of how you gotta, you gotta be full, you know, and, yeah. and some of that stuff, like, like you, it gets so stuck in the moment. Of you have to be in the right stand. This is one of your last hunts. You gotta be in the right place. There's no messing up. You know, like you 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 have limited time as a weekend warrior to be in the right spot at the right time. And there's no saying where that right spot really is. Honestly, yeah. You know, don't become complacent. Exactly. And, yeah. And you just gotta use all your knowledge. You gotta build it all up together and actually make the right choices. You know and that's one of the things I feel like I was lacking on early. And then once I was like, all right, stop being an idiot, you know, yeah. get, get in the actual right spot instead of like something that's worked out for you in early season or something up like that. So I like that. Yeah. Just I like don't, that. don't, don't bring your knowledge into like a little circle. Just use everything you have to put yourself in that correct spot. Awesome. Dude. Awesome. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Up. Yeah. Tanner. I feel like I've learned a lot, but uh, I'd say persistence really, really hits hard. Just, just for the simple fact that, you know, especially where I was hunting a lot, it just was like constant go out, let down, go out, let down, go out, let down. And then just really just focusing on what you want to do and what you're trying to accomplish and then just putting the time and the effort in. I mean, it goes along with what they're saying as well, but persistence, getting out there, being there to... Because, I mean, like, you, you never know what's going to happen. You know, like, I would have never guessed in a million years that this deer would have walked in front of me. Okay. But I put in 10 sits, you know, more or less behind the house. And, you know, the time paid off. And I'm sure there's a lot more that I could probably say that I've learned this year. But that one really sticks out the most. Just, you know, put your time in, put your effort in, be there. And it'll happen. Totally. And Dude. don't do Colorado wildlife surveys. Don't do surveys. <laughs> yeah. Don't do surveys. Luckily, it worked out this time, but yeah. don't yeah. don't check your emails. So solid. Dude. Persistence killed all four of yeah. these bugs. Honestly. Yeah. Honest yeah. to God. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, these guys uh, hit the nail on the head. Um, there's a couple points that I want to bring up. I mean, uh, for me, uh, just go into it with a humble mindset. Be able to change and adapt to each deer. Don't go in, you know, hunting like the 
previous season or the season before that or the season before that learn be uh be be able to change the hunter and, and adapt uh, according to the deer you're gonna you're, you're hunting because each one is different that's what i've learned and also forgot you know other people listen as as you know hunter standpoint you know don't lose that drive or you know what what one of my one of my favorite hunts this year happens to be the the last day of deer season um i didn't realize i only had a uh less than a half a deer in the freezer i went to get a roast and i had no roast and uh, my family and i went behind my house just my wife and my daughter my two-year-old daughter and that actually is damn near as memorable as this i'll, I'll pass a picture around oh yeah dude and uh we we climbed in a ladder stand just a double ladder stand all three of us and was able to shoot two doe with her with us and so don't lose the meaning of you know being a hunter and what it's all about if if you want to go out and shoot whatever makes you happy just you know get out there and uh, and enjoy it because it's not just the size of you know the buck or whatnot it's it's the memories too so yeah i can appreciate every single one of those things that you guys just said like on a personal level, honestly, like if you just break every single one of those down, I mean, you can learn from every single person in this room. They, all four of you guys broke down a single point that like people can really learn from. That's just, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well sure. done, boys. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Before I let Boy. you guys go, just break it down real quick. Where can people find you guys? We'll just go right back in reverse order again. Okay. Uh, Lane underscore Baker. And then we have a, a new, little page going is uh, humble hunter tv you can just search that just all together humble hunter tv on both instagram facebook and youtube we're going to be getting more videos up on youtube as we go brian and i and some friends and family beautiful yep our tanner 512 is the instagram and then like lane said humble hunter tv will be we'll be uh blowing up your computer screens and your phones here uh momentarily with some pretty good stuff you're freaking better yeah you better <laughs> I need to get one of those pimpin' ass oh, hats. I got to say, <laughs> so right. cool. They're so cool, man. That's, that's just an early release there. <laughs> yeah. I need one. About this one. <laughs> so J underscore H E A D O eight on Instagram, aka Big Box Lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I noticed, I was just scrolling through my Instagram, and I pretty much post all hunting stuff. So you're good there. Yeah, if you want to give me a follow. <laughs> chuckles why not <laughs> yeah well, you can find the white tail distraction podcast on all podcast platforms you can always find us on instagram facebook we're definitely not on twitter anymore but <laughs> we still have one we still have one if you find yeah, any we of have our pages go wild as well but we don't have the login for yeah, it so yeah but we do have a new patreon check that out 100th episode giveaway it's it's lit fam <laughs> okay <laughs> this is big time <laughs> guys Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate Absolutely. all you. Appreciate being here. Heck yeah. Sir, boys.